I just picked up a... It's got a lot of that in the background. Outlaw Funk, if you're looking for this song, welcome to Winners Take Y'all. Show number 4,252. That's a very complicated number. Yes, it is very complicated because we are very complicated men. And you're very scientific. Your, yeah. your math knowledge, yeah. too. Is yeah. You math very well. <laughs> good job. You're a good mather. So we, uh, last week we had Ricky Johnson. Who do we have the week for? Is that David Bailey or was that? No. No. It was Fortner. Fortner before that, then David Bailey. Yes. yes. So if you've missed a few of the shows, all of those are available. Not all of them are available on uh, YouTube, but most or all of them are yeah. on Spotify. So Verb Podcast Network, thanks to the boys at Verb. They got the big Gypsy Tales 500 coming up later on this year. They have the World Mini coming up at mm. uh, Mesquite. So lots of big races out west. And just want to give them a plug on that. What about Mesquite? It's like cool. Roxon rode there yeah. the other week. Mm-hmm. What is the, it's in Nevada? Like what's yeah. the? Why would Roxon go ride? Because they're Nevada? all hustling. I, whenever uh, so Cooper Webb was supposed to be on, and they are at Carson Mumford's place up in the hills. Yeah, they're all chasing dry ground. Okay, so they're right just now. trying. So, yeah, to, all the dudes are out hustling and scattered just out trying, trying to, to get motos in. Yeah, there's some dudes at Hemet. And then at uh, Mesquite and up at Carson's place. So okay, that's just, just telling me right. That, that, that's I mean, I get that they're all hustling. They're looking for dry ground. But what that's telling me about us is we don't want it. We don't want it bad enough. We got to want it more because we've just been sitting here watching it rain. We're not even doing anything. And not right. Well, we could have been hustling cold. somewhere. We haven't chased. Man, anywhere. it's cold. And I don't think I can. This ride. brings me back to that conversation we had with Bobby Hewitt when we were like, "Why does nobody have a covered Supercross track?" He goes, "Yeah." He kind of goes. Mm. Maybe they will. And like, <laughs> should at this stage of our, it's sport, a lot of money invested in how, these dudes. Like, right, oh really? We're not right. going to be able to practice because it rained too much. So we much? have to go to uh, Florida, North Carolina. We can't build a metal building just to put them in. We just don't have enough a budget. Pavilion. Yeah, it's a pavilion. What What do you think of building a, an open span? Hundred grand. Yeah, because you don't need a slab. Nope. You just need footers. And I don't even know if they need lights. Yeah. They might put you lights in there. You don't even need walls. I mean, no. it just needs a cover. It needs yeah, a cover. Yeah, it just needs a roof. Yeah. Because the the temperature is only like a – last week would have got you in the teens, but, dude, you're in the 40s. You're getting it done. Yeah, you can get out there. Nick says that all the time, man. I, if it's in the mid-40s or what, I I'll can I'll tell you this. If this was my place, how I would do it, I would have a sprinkler system up top like you would at any yeah. – for fires, just a reverse sprinkler system. Turn that thing on, have it mist down because it's out of the sun. Yeah, out, out of, so you could just mist that. Just thing sort of dampen it and a just, little, right? And you would never have to have like those big guns and overwet it yeah. and shit like that. Since it's not hitting direct sunlight. Not like the Villaman years where you got a shovel, a it's gas right, can yeah. for the water right. pump. That's nuts. You just no, put no, no. up misters like they have at amusement parks, you know, to keep I'm, people you from dying. Something, not necessarily that, but like sprinklers, like regular, but up top, yeah. and they just spray yeah. down and it's handled. Just some, regardless moisture. of the configuration of the track, just set it up on just grids. Just wet the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You just have Easy to make fix. sure that the, the, the pavilion's tall enough. And that's, oh, so that's one of the things. You don't clock everybody on the first lap. Dude, I can remember in Alabama or Seriously, across, Bobby, 12 feet was the height you went with <laughs> when Ezra turned pro. The Alabama Arena Cross, there's oh, some yeah. trophies right there. He was, it looked like inches from those rafters. Did you do dude. the one in Gwinnett? At one of the Gwinnett? No. Like, dude, I went to that one. Kyle went there. I I'm, went there, yeah. And yeah. that dude had pillar. It was like a mall. Like, I'm talking about ceilings were about 14. Like, the jumps were like, no way, man. They had pillars. You had to work your way around. It was oh, the it was most ghetto, scary, janky ass. It could go wrong. It did go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Y'all pitted in the gap. 
Yeah. For, seriously. Right. Yeah, it was it was super super uh cheesy. Dudes are late. But it was awesome. They're in at the, the food same court. Time. So. Yeah, man. The concessions are awesome here. I got Sabaro, man. <laughs> yeah. I love Sabaro. <laughs> Dude. All yeah. day, every day. No, but that that is the issue. So now you gotta have an engineer spec out. Well, I mean, just they how don't high buildings do these dudes aren't go? normally like sixty feet tall unless I mean they're, they're not, not pavilions. Be, they're not gonna be sixty feet vertically. No, I know, but I'm saying a building that tall is usually not a pavilion where wind Correct. can go can through it. It's They'll usually have to engineer a building. That part. You're yes. right. So you got to get an engineer. There's going to be a lot going on. So what but would you think cares? the height would be? Like the super cross, a finish line, they probably get as high on a finish line double. Like that thing's super high. If you it figure, appears like 30 from, feet. From the top, I'm talking about full vertical leap. Of their helmet to the Tip ground, of the bike to the to, flat ground. Yeah. Probably 50, 45 feet, right? Yeah. I mean, it looks like 30 to me. So yeah, probably more. Well, the jump's guess. probably 12 feet tall. Yeah. And then they're going to be another 10 feet above that, plus the height or of the more. bike, yeah. plus them, their height themselves. So, For, yeah, it'd probably be safe to be at 50 feet, right? Well, I mean, 50 if you're feet. You're going to do it. Jeez, man. That's we're not doing X game step up here. So, I think we're good on that. I mean, so. you'd think that 50 feet would be enough, but it can't we can always dig down. We like, decapitated boy. one of our riders because our building was too short. Yeah, I'd hate dig. to be the one that found out that it was too short. Dang. I mean, Just dig damn. it down. Chad, uh, Chad Ward, that's what he did his place. He dug the floor out. Like you just keep, oh, he built the dirt. building and then lowered just everything. Keep digging down. I didn't know about that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I kind of did that on my pole barn on the back of the barn. There you go. So I had old excavator don't dig in right there, and you just knock her down a couple of feet. Had a buddy of mine hit me up, or not a buddy, but just a dude on Twitter goes, "Hey man, love the show, but your volume is not good enough. So I've been this is I've got a new setting. Hopefully this is not too loud for you dudes. I got it. But he said it was good. He hit me back up. I said thanks for the God. follow up. The shark charcuterie guy that didn't like us eating on the he's show. He's mad about he's the back. chips, dude. No, I think he's, he's back. back. I think he listened, so we stopped eating. Well, we listened. For the most part. We, we listened. listened. He we listened. stopped eating. Eating, and and we listened to his yeah. com- complaint. And thanks to him, we're all getting our nutrition intravenously yeah, during the show. We're we're just, yeah, we just straight IVs. You know, and HR has been working hard to, I mean, every time one of these complaints come in, we get a newsletter or we an email. We have to all fly out. Yeah, and everybody like meets up. hundred people have to get together in our seven-story building in Valencia. Lashes. More rules. We Seriously. got more rules. Now we can't slowly crunch our chips. Slowly. And that's how you liked it. Remember, Pork Kevin? Pork dude. The slow. Kevin I hears every like, crack. <laughs> if you could have eaten corn on the cob as each little poppity pop Each comes kernel popping. <laughs> so tonight we have uh, Feld... Uh, motorsports, uh, I think he might be Supercross director, uh, Mike Mewey. Mike Mewey. I, yep. I was just, I, I don't, I'm not even going to get into, we, we can talk about it, but I, I, not with him, but like the specifics of a day of Supercross. I am so fascinated with the logistics of moving in, setting up, when do we cancel practice? Who's in charge? How do these meetings go and down? And they're down to a science. And plastic on it. rolling out. Are we liming this thing? Are we, you know, we setting dude's skin on fire? What are we doing yeah. now? Is so. the owner of the building often irritated after they Arthur leave? Blank. Ask Arthur because we don't yeah. go to Mercedes Benz zone because of that. Yeah, so. he's he was obviously didn't like Not, that, d- right? Didn't dig it. So some of these guys had to have complained. And think about the number of open air stadiums. Yeah. That tells me the dudes with the closed roofs aren't uh, digging sometimes. How dirty? I mean, they went to. They've been to Houston, right? The NRG. They, yeah. Uh, they, Detroit's I mean, coming. It's a roof. It's, it's yeah, got a roof. Detroit is, but there's not a lot. Detroit. Really. Detroit. Detroit. We's up at Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. It's Detroit just, lines, man. It just makes me wonder, you know, if an open air stadium guy is a little more open to a mess, because heck, man, the weather <laughs> well, he's gets used in to his it building. raining, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So this is, those are questions we can ask Mike. I just was thinking, I'm just interested in the whole behind the scenes of 
Does he ever get on the CB when the trucks are coming in, dumping dirt? All right, buddy, back it up. Right there. That's good. Big house locker down right there. I doubt he does that, but just like I want to know, I want to know how much pressure washer fuel they burn. What the pressure washer washing tough blocks, washing tough blocks, and and did they hand wash? Yeah, they do. That is work to make that shit look right. Has to look nice. Has to look perfect. I think they're probably armor all in them things and everything else. Like day of, I've I've been I've been to races where they're. You know they're brush. They got brooms. They sweep the t- tops of the tough blocks off. Mm-hmm. They I've seen respray, them do that. Respray the start finish. You know the, air, the down the start line. All that stuff. The little details. When you see a supercross, you're like, oh, that's cool. Looks nice. Yeah. Go watch a supercross from. Oh my. Go God. watch. I'll tell you a specific one to watch. I don't know the year, but go watch the Meadowlands Supercross, New Jersey. It or looks something. like a trash dump. Like they were racing. Hey, New like, Jersey is the it, landfill state. Son. That thing has a. There's. If you watch older Supercross from the early 80s, I'm talking about 83, real 82. They're real hay bales, A. And then there's about five. It looks like they brought in 10,000 pages of notebook paper and said, get it out there. Yeah. Like, get it on the track. And <laughs> Guys, then, we need all this paper. And out. then I feel like there was a contest that said, who wants to be on the Supercross floor? We only have 400 available We're slots. We're down to 400 slots. If you watch a Supercross race, it's like a school of fish. This dude just hauling ass on the track going, woo! <laughs> like, Bob Hannon. It's it's crazy to watch it's like, a little risky obviously yes. they those 400 got killed and then they're like we better we just release 300 yeah then they kept and then they're like maybe 200 like, and, and you could wear anything and now it's all team apparel it's got to be buttoned up behind the gate i know there's certain yeah. rules these dudes have to follow so they've really tightened up the look of it and if you look at like the super bowl of motocross from la when homeboy comes down in a motorcycle with a uh paraglider wing hooked to it and he jumps across the whole floor crashes into a van like the stunts they did <laughs> were just the epic, halftime dude. show yes, kind of stuff man. yeah it was so loose the coca-cola and, catapult yeah and just like let's see who can get paralyzed you know it'll be let's killer <laughs> which dj can we kill from the local yeah, radio yeah, yeah, station yeah. Coca-Cola, the mr piv catapult oh mr piv yeah it was a coca-cola catapult in atlanta you're right oh, okay through the uprights, it's there. about to be yeah. very embarrassed. Who was it Willard or something like that? One dude jumped Willard, through. It. He's like, rock. man, this is easy. Because I remember dudes talking, but this guy was dogging us out on the radio, like how we easy. Can't, all you do was. is sit there and turn that <laughs> yeah. throttle. There's nothing to it. Sure, whatever. Isn't you it say. funny? Sometimes you talk to somebody about dirt bikes, and you're like, yeah. It was, they're like, you get tired. Riding What's a dirt so bike? fun about that? You don't even have to do anything. You get tired. You have to be in shape to ride a dirt bike. Right. I've had a million people say that throughout my lifetime. They have no idea. No, we do. also have Jason Wygate on too. I, I thought we should say that. I mean, whatever. He's you didn't seem motivated about last that. ditch, I guess. Well, I just figured I'd give him his one shot. He's the first guy we've had on besides his one shot. Beside besides Ricky, it's his second. The yeah. only so person that's a returning. two-time returning guest here. Ricky and Weege. Like that's some pretty high. Uh, you're scary, at, really. Yeah, you're, you got to hold hold up with what. Yeah, Richie. I I got to talk to Weege about something too with this. I know how cheap he is. And Do you, you talk about? Well, no, I just hear it from yes. you mostly. It's real. How bad he is? I okay. So yesterday we went snow skiing. I think that there was some formula that somebody might have gotten from Weege about like how much gas you use, how much this. There were four of us that went. We wound up taking my Jeep truck. We drive, and so one guy went to chip in on gas, and when we were pulling off, he put three dollars worth in. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. I swear. Could you imagine that? There's like 0.9 gallons. Yeah. Three bucks? That might have, right, you just look at me. You just know it was me. <laughs> Who does that? You he just put, might you know. You put $3 worth of gas in my Jeep. Well, first of all, you it was, put three dollars. It was Iranian Danny DeVito that owned the station. <laughs> Iranian Danny DeVito has a pump problem. 
So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this in. I'm going to fill this. Because he kept going, oh, we got enough to get home. And I'm like, and then your tank is empty for tomorrow. So I'm going to fill it up. And I put the card in there and I put the thing in there and it's going five cents, (laughs) six cents, seven cents. And so it ran forever, dude. We never got a gallon. I was just like, Nick I think goes, it had less gas in when we pulled away from the pump than it did when we started. Iranian Danny DeVito's pump was going backwards. There's no lie. And it, sucking the gas out of your point nine gallons. This out. dude was definitely. He looked just like Danny DeVito, as if he was brown. What? How'd you not get a picture of him? If I, dude, short dude, you'd have had to like hold your phone up over the camera. What are you like, doing? He's down there. Wow. Like he's. You you couldn't if you just stood back two feet you couldn't see. We the, we were in that store an inordinate amount of time because we were just walking around looking. Yeah, for I a thought snack. nobody worked there. We, we were the whole time. We thought nobody was. I was there. like, dude, nobody works here. And Nick's just like, no, somebody's here. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. Pulling slots with the boys in the. But back he there. was behind the counter. He's just so short. Oh, okay, he was that, just so like short. there was three little hairs sticking up off the top. Kind of wispy, blowing around. That's yeah. all you could see was just the hairs. Had, above I mean, the to be focused on some salt and pepper Iranian <sighs> hair, just you know, whistling in back and forth. Booming town of Cedar Bluff, Georgia. No, Mineral Bluff. Mineral. Mineral Bluff. Bluff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Mineral sorry. Bluff. Sorry, it's Cedar like Bluff. a, and when all eight people go to work at the same time, dude, it's it a down. terrible train wreck of traffic. Yeah. Interesting. Three so, bucks. yeah, he got $3, but, you know, 0.9 gallons was the contribution. That's what I was told. Now, that, that, that all, that whole thing there was his side of the story. I'm, you know, he does know that his gas gauge didn't go up. It I appeared to go down. Any of that. Fair enough. It appeared to go down. How skiing? All right. So, I've never skied. Really? I've never I've been asked every year of my entire life. So you know you, what's sad is every time I've ever said no, it was just because I didn't want to be cold. This guy he does I don't want to work on the bikes. I've that is just hard. Like he always he don't want to I must have a lazy streak like but 40 you don't miles and you're and, but you're a hard worker. You, I do you, everything you create a that super successful business, but uh, he'll just talk himself out of doing anything. No, I didn't give him a choice. Well, no, Nick goes, you're going to go to Park City, Utah to ski. You don't want to go he out there and point. try to learn. Why would you learn there? So you're going to Park City later on. This is a yes. great place to learn what you're yeah, doing. Where'd you go? Catalucci? Catalucci. They had How far? What's the drive from here? Three hours. Three, three hours. So three they hours. they have 19 on? inches of snow or something ridiculous? Oh, my God. Yeah, so you 20, guys yeah. hit epic. Conditions. Yeah. Like the the snow was. was I, I mean, I thought it was awesome. I'd never seen that what, much snow. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was good. I mean, East Coast East snow Coast, is usually wet, and it was in a small place like that. It East wasn't Coast, wet. It was good. It yeah. wasn't awesome. wet because it was cold enough to keep it. It was the best snow I've seen there. Yeah. Wow. And so we go. So how'd there, you do? He hands me. I get all my rental equipment, you know, and we put it on the ground. Nick's you're that like, nerd. Like when you go to the skating rink with them creamy brown shoes with yeah. the orange toe stock. Like what a nerd. So you're <laughs> that guy loser. with yeah. the rental equipment. Oh yeah. I, got, I would get the too. orange stickers on there. Nerd. Proving loser. that it's a rental. Rental jacket, rental. No, I had, no, I borrowed the jacket. So I had borrowed jacket. Um, but no, so Nick's like click into that ski, click into the other one. Here we go. And it was barely downhill. I mean, barely. He goes, go forward and, and cross your skis. Let me see you stop. Not cross, point them together. Yeah, point them together. <laughs> not, well, not truly cross. Yeah, you said cross. So angle your skis at each other, and and I did it. And he goes, "Well, you got 15 minutes till ski school. Let's get on the lift." And I'm like, Dude, "Oh, you're whoa, good, whoa, bro." Whoa. I'm like, "I don't I've, think so. I've done this before. I know exactly how this story." I ends. was scared. I was like, "Man, there's no way." Just he getting goes, on the lift is intimidating. Well, I was nervous about doing. the lift. Yeah, you always see these videos of the yes. dude hanging by one ski. <laughs> He's upside down. Nick would have you. Though. I got you. Just hold yeah, on. just hang on. We'll be up there in a minute. 20 minutes later. So we go to the little kitty top of the kitty slope. I mean, I, it's it's short and it's pretty flat. 
and I came down it without crashing. And so did we might have done that twice, right, Nick? And then he yeah. sends me to ski school. And so I go into ski school, and, dude, it's the most basic of basics. <laughs> There's newborn babies in, in you, right? Yeah, and they're like, well, now, if you guys complete this, you'll get Lunchables and a, oh, a an high C. Oh, cool. And so I'm over there at school, and I got, like, Sean White beside me who wants to be radical, but he knows nothing. He looked just <laughs> like him. He had long red hair, you know? And, and I'm just like... uh She's going, here's how you put your ski on. And I already been to Nick's ski school. Look, it was like I, a four-minute school, but he taught me yeah. way more than the ski school lady. And she barely spoke English. I so. don't want to hurt your feelings. So Nick comes and breaks me out of school. Come on, we're getting out of here. He's like, look, man, are you learning anything? And I go, no, I haven't even gotten past what you taught me. And she, he's like, well, you're good. You're going to school to Hard Knocks, bro. Let's do this. So we just immediately go to the very top of the mountain. Sir, excuse me. Have you checked him out yet? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we had to like ease off he's the smoking side. It. He ain't checking out <laughs> shit. Second place, Sorry. the first loser. I was all Ricky Bobby's <laughs> right, dad on him. Right. Yeah. Listen up, kids. Any boy of mine going to be anything. It ain't going to come from the learning derived in this place. <laughs> yeah. So he's Nick's like, let's go to the top of the mountain. And, you know, I... I'm nervous because I'm not confident stopping. So I picture myself just gaining speed and gaining speed. Just trees are coming, you know. Sunny Bono into the trees. <laughs> yeah. It's so down. I had I skied all day. There was never a line. You, you come down straight back on the lift, and we we I'm, skied for oh, six hours. I'm so jealous. It was awesome, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. But I had three crashes, and right. all three were in the exact same spot. Like halfway down the he mountain. It's just like racing. He had Bermuda a mirror triangle. Your spot. He had a middle block on this one corner. Every time I would turn that curve, I'd just be like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. You get a, block, a middle block on one <laughs> rut. And you I just, took him out one time. You just can't get out of there. Yeah, he took me out. Took, he, fall, <laughs> he fell, and I was watching him. He just sliding down the hill. Coming I was going to laugh. I thought he was going to stop. No, he just took me out, too. Sorry. Awesome. I ski right across the but he had a, It was like, you know how when you're riding, there's a. Like a long rut on a track, and you got a middle oh, like that. No. Just one rut. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat that it. That one rut you can't ever get through clean. That was that, that was me for John. And it was kind of our whole group. Everybody yeah. fell there pretty much. I caused you to fall though. Nick is a really <laughs> good skier, so like, of I course. and I held him back a lot. I was the slowest, but you know, I'm like, what is to gain from me going fast? My goal was to take a lesson. If I got to go down the hill twice, I was happy. Well, we probably went what. 20 times so, so you're ahead of the curve like for your park city deal is going to be way better than oh it. that chip right there was invaluable to because he can go to park skiing now city now and ski like yeah he, I feel li- confident. Like, but he did day. well he listened very well like everything that you know what i mean he, he was so he don't was, be a wuss okay, he was a okay. Good, okay. just go good fast yeah. that's what he said like, you just tyler need to bowers faster. just shows up just go fast down the hill like go uh, do that just do this i, I found go like, that way really fast if something gets in your way freaking nail it i mean no don't I, I found it like you had to be pretty determined. It's just like moto. I mean, there's things that you can't. Uh, hello, Amanda. Obviously, you need something, but there's. Uh, come come on around here. Yeah, you're going to be in the show now. You're in the yeah, show. Yeah, you're in you it now. We've on. acknowledged John's you. wife is in the show. No, come no, not yet. But as soon as you come beyond that camera, you're so you're good. You're fine. It's time. I can't read lips. You're going to have, you need money. Money, money, baby. She's coming down here for money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she saw Nick come in and it made her think of money. Oh, I need some money. And so, give her that Kroger card. Say, do you want to get some groceries? You got any Kohl's cash? Can you take Kohl's cash? <laughs> How much do you need? I mean, I'm just. Thousand. Thousand, two thousand, whatever it is. There Look at go. him throwing that money <laughs> like a, 
Work it. Like money work work it. Come on, man. You'd make it rain to your wife like that. I don't know how much to give her. I just gave her everything like, I had. Where are you going? I don't even know. I don't know. She Well, depending on how much that was, then she would determine where she's going. Down payment yeah. on a Jeep. I'm scared, man. But you have to be determined when you're coming down those slopes because you're sitting there carving, trying to scrub speed the whole time. And some when you're first learning to do that, you've got an angle you're trying to achieve and a sure. how much to turn. And I sometimes you couldn't turn as sharp as you wanted but you just have to keep fighting for that. Just fight towards your destination. He didn't listen to everything. And what I, did he not listen? To? I hate to be like, do it. Super yes. like negative. Nasty. You know, I'm not like. <laughs> I would rather, you know, just give it to him. Sister in a whorehouse and a bride of Harley. You're the employee of the month, a brother, by the way. My brother on Who a Harley. Is? He is. Man, that's horseshit. I'm sorry. I thought I. We just... wouldn't have a show right now if it wasn't for me. I'm not about the Harley. Listen, Nick, you're the employee of the month. By Thank the you. I appreciate that. Thanks, you everybody. Didn't care. Of the month. I, no, I really do appreciate it. I think I it's just he's it. un, he so doesn't believe it. it's true. Because I've been putting how the work, so I expected it. Okay. So, well, I guess you taught him how to ski, so that's just another reason why but, you're an employee of the month. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> such. We, I mean, hey, we do have an issue, and this is something that we're going to broadcast. Get on that mic, dog. You know, John has a. Uh, Pull that bitch to you. need to quit being so supportive of Nick having a he, problem. He claimed. With me. <laughs> it, he claimed the uh, award for the best hair in. Dallas, yeah. You know, I didn't got, just claim it. No, he's got the belt. I got buckle. multiple I got belt. belt. I'm in the Georgia well, hair yesterday, hall of fame. He covered it all up with a helmet. Did you run nothing? You Honestly, just went full hair, dude. You don't cover up this with a Nick, helmet. Nick he had the fury like, hair. Does wow. <laughs> yeah. I, can you, I can't imagine being behind that. I'm thinking kingpin. I'm oh, just looking at this hair. Dude. The kingpin do. I was probably the only person on the mountain without a helmet. And he so didn't sexy. even know to buy. When he falls, the what the snow just goes. Just melts his face is so, hot. so hot. Dang, dude. He was giving me a hard time by the helmet. He goes, You're gonna cover up the best hair in Dallas. And I'm like, you Gotta protect this. I head, don't dog. want to. He goes, I'm gonna report you. <laughs> to the hair club. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, listen, man. I'm like they don't turn need him into to... the committee. Okay. I feel like if you're out of state, you don't you're not no, you have under to represent. those rules. You have to represent when you go out of state. You Good can't enough. go good enough. Miss America doesn't get fat when she goes somewhere to another country. She just goes out of town and starts ordering blizzards. Yeah. She's still sexy no matter where she is. Uh, she has to be okay. sexy and represent. Same with you. John, let's run okay. down our sponsors I didn't before think we about get that. too deep into the show. Hit our sponsors up. Do you feel like me wearing a helmet is going to hurt the sponsors? Like, I feel like now no, everything... No, because if you're brain dead, then you're no good to us. Did you ever need the helmet? <laughs> I don't know, because the one time... That's not a good... Uh, insurance is... You, just t you, you buy insurance for hoping you don't need it. And when yeah. you got it, thank God. I don't know it. that I hit my head, but there there yeah. was one where yes. it was where I, I didn't know which way was up for a minute. Yes. I've done a lot of snow skiing, and I've only been concussed one time. Nick's down there like, dude, you don't need a freaking helmet. You don't even worry about a helmet. helmet. All right, next time you go to Scrub and Dirt, let's just freaking do it without a helmet. You know what I needed, though? I needed helmet skins. I could have put freaking lever saying. skins. He, he didn't have a skin on. What if I had stretched lever skins over the skis? Because they're pretty skinny. Yeah. You could stretch a lever, lever skin. Those are our sponsors, by the yeah, way. Yeah, rhino skins, uh, helmet skins, lever skins, pork skins. Lamb skins. Lamb. You know, lamb. Shirts and lamb skins. Lamb skin. Yeah. Look at this pup. Come here, dog. I Come here on, comes buddy. Waylon Wooferson, guys. What's up, buddy? You, you're on the show. Man. Hello, Waylon Wooferson. Hey, now, he is half Basset Hound, half Labrador. Look at that tail. They're known Nick, as Bassadors. 
Look at that Vassador. Because he's a short He's the best ambassador of the show. He's mad about the skins, dude. He heard pork skins. He came all the way down here. You can tell he likes to eat. Take a seat, big dog. Yes. Never came down here. That's what's up. That's hilarious. He knows good people when he sees them. They're great. The one thing, the one, you know. He's posing now. Skintimate lotions. You just, it's not really dog friendly. Skintastic is really more pet friendly. It's more of a spray. What's the spray that you use to keep bugs away, like the Avon? Isn't that skin something? Yeah, skin uh, so soft. Skin so soft. Skin so soft. Dude, we, could, we need to approach them. Skin so with skins. Yeah. Do I need to add that right now to the list? You don't yeah. have to, but I just, just got to keep out. it in the folder. If I'm, maybe I can get employee of the month if I get if I don't seal Fast House. Oh, Fast House. That's right. Yeah. Faster Minis. Faster Minis. And to shout out for Fast House, I wore a pair of those big stripy. Fast house socks yesterday to snow ski in. Yeah, and then he goes to the locker room, gets ninety nine percent naked, except for the socks Sock on and his wiener. tiniest boxers you've ever seen. His, ru- his he's like, thank goodness off. they give us a place to just get naked and comfortable after skiing. And he's walking around in there. He's the old guy. Oh, there's people everywhere, <laughs> except for when he started this. And he's like, yeah, man, I just like being naked after I ski. And he's saying it so loud, pacing around all cocky and stuff, dude. I dare anybody come in here more yeah. naked than me, son. Any, anybody try to be more naked than this right here, son, I they got it issues. it was a good place to be that way in public. There, Nobody was going to say anything. They were cool. But those... Yeah, Fast. nobody wants to attack. He us. said the That's place was like hot tub time machine. So, yeah, in my world, you were just getting ready for the hot tub. And I had those, like those big... By Waylon Wefferson. Yep. See you later. He's like, they want no food fast anyway. Fast house socks on. And they, I don't know how warm they were. But my feet never got cold. But they never like bunched up or crinkled. Or they were, yeah. Man. When you took off your, uh, whatever those uh, bibs. Still had the yeah. garters on. They were all the way to the top. Yeah, they were still up to my knees. <laughs> you didn't man. see they the thigh highs. They were, they were super see They were holding garters. it. Yes. Yeah. Very sexy. Mm, they nice. accentuate his quads, which that's Sick. a thing. If you ever said, hey, we're going to go to the gym and we're going to do half squats for six hours. You cool with that? <laughs> but somehow you can ski. I knew my legs were burning at some of these runs because I hadn't, I've never done that. I my muscles, I had muscles in my feet that burned. <laughs> like, cause you know, you're trying to control the angle of them skis. Sure. God, yeah, dude. You're using muscles that obviously you haven't used. You in a can't while, really ever. use them. Yeah. You can't prepare for Unless that. I you stand did, on a there, two by four. There is a lot of the same feeling for moto or riding a motorcycle. And snow skiing. And yeah. making love. And There's, flow, because you get a flow. You yeah. get a flow. Like, just like making love. You get that little zen going, you know sure. what I mean? Uh, you like it's, it's I only had that simple. once or twice. I feel like y'all could go to any slope and just go down the very first time and be checking out the scenery. Yeah, I like wasn't a checking those rider scenery. When they hit the truck, up first time. Yeah, we know how far. Hey, buddy, That's 67 feet. Oh, he's taking a poop. Yeah. Well, no. Where are you going? <laughs> Wayland, don't doo-doo over, you stupid Look idiot. Where don't is he talk? going? This dog never explores, man. He's got his one little routine Look upstairs. He hey, don't buddy. come to... He's like, oh, 83 RM80. Oh, that's my favorite. Here he comes. <laughs> hey, what is he? What does he need? And you, what if he is trying to tell us? What if he has like a... He knows what? something's The going Germans on. are coming? Little what? Timmy fell in the well. What? Yeah, that's what I think. It's like last <laughs> What? <laughs> He's a dolphin. It's just too. like Flipper. Yeah. Well, you want some fireball? Come on back in here, buddy. Get in the show. We're going to do it. Do it. Get in the shot, homie. Get you some fireball. Some doggy fireball. Well, let's call the senior director of Supercross, Mike Mew, and see what he's got going on. I'm going to do, do it live. We'll do it live. This is senior year? Or he's yep. just the senior? Got it. 
He is a senior this we year. We got too. new helmets in our shot, John. Did you change the helmets up? I changed the helmets. That one's a Steve Wise helmet right there. Yep. Yep. Uh, motocross Fox Steve Wise. So that's early. That's probably a Suzuki uh, motorcycle that had motocross Fox paint job. And then this one is a Marty Tripes number 558 on a Harley Davidson, the Whoa. year that Harley chose to. And both of these are signed. This one's signed by Marty Tripes, the 1972 Super Bowl of motocross winner right there. And then uh, Steve Wise, he was a factory Honda rider. Won, uh, he was the, won uh, in a lot of disciplines, road was, racing. Yeah, road racing. He won at Mid-Ohio. He won on the road course and the motocross track. He was yeah. our... Grand Marshal Grand last Marshall. year at Vintage Motorcycle Days, which we will go to. Yeah, yeah, you guys were there, duh. Yeah, he's a great dude. Um, I mean, both of them are. Marty Tripes is really funny and great storyteller. You know, he's probably one of the more naturally talented early era motocross racers, you know, just didn't really have to train. He was just one of those guys who could win any given day. Hannah would tell you, Marty sure. Tripes felt like winning that day. You're not beating You're him. Done. And I, Steve Wise, I think, was just more versatile. He was kind of a – he won a bunch of races, but he also uh, – he could just ride anything. You know, he didn't yeah. – it wasn't specific to – he did real good at that Superbikers event at Carlsbad. God, how bad. Freaking 118 or something down some <laughs> straightaway on a five. I watched a video the other day, those Superbikers at Carlsbad. That is sick. I it's mean, scary, they, you know, It is – They go down the drag so strip. Awesome like, why watch, not? man. They are flying. <laughs> Well, and, yeah, and so I met uh, both of these guys. They were at uh, Diamond Don's Vintage Motocross Race in East Texas, which is Jefferson, Texas, and uh, Brad Lackey was there. Um, Chuck Sun was there. There was a guy named Zednik Velke. Yeah. You ever heard of him? No. He's a foreign rider, but he was there. And I said, how do I you say your first name? For whatever reason, even though we were just listening to the music that was coming from my phone. God. Sorry, Mike Mew. We're going to call you back just one second. Zednik is a... Zednik. I said, how do you pronounce that? He goes, like a redneck. <laughs> Except Zednik. Zednik. Zednik Velke. Yeah, but if you Google that out. name, and it's spelled just like it sounds, it's uh, he, he won a lot of races, a lot of international stuff. So I got to sit with him at a dinner, and I had uh, Lackey and DeCoster across from me. And man, you know, Lackey knew all about this Zednik Velke dude, and... Um, Did his friends call him Zed? Nah. Or Nick? You know? It's Nick. I don't know what they call him. That's a great question. That's and I feel really stupid for not knowing, but no, it was just... Zed's dead, but They all had to experience Roger DeCoster at full speed, both of those dudes oh, yeah. at my table. And uh, you, you could feel Probably the respect, you know? You could feel that they had ate roost off of Factory Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> 500. All right. I don't know what the deal is when we having to restart this phone, but well, it's—I'll tell you part of your problem. Hold on, pay that bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, Mike a, Muey. Yes. Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? This evening, tomorrow, whatever day it is, wherever you're at. How are you tomorrow? Good, good bud. I mean, How are you? Uh, just tell us you have issues without telling us you have issues, Kevin. No. How no. are you doing tomorrow, Mike Muey? <laughs> Well, I, hopefully it's going to be dry over the next few days, and we'll get us a dry race in. So I think that would probably alleviate some of your issues, right? Uh, man, yeah. So actually, the week started out a little bit rough. I, I, uh, I think you guys are out in California, right? No, we're on the so east. We're on the east coast. So uh, no. We, oh, you are. Yeah, we're in Atlanta. Okay, so um, 
Yeah, the the start of the week was a little rough out there. Sunday and Monday, they got two and a half inches of rain. So pushed back our load in. Um, the guys started actually today after scooping out all mm. the muck off the off what was left after our monster jam event last weekend. And now they're going strong and they'll have a couple of late nights. And um, yeah, right now I'm pretty stoked with the outlook. So you do have a good forecast coming. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about the dirt now. Was So you took all that dirt out now. Are we using dirt that's been covered and ready to go, or how's that work? Yeah, so uh, we, we our stockpile is a little bit bigger than what we actually need to use. Um, so we basically just, you know, like I explained, we scoop it up, Good take idea. it outside, yep, and, and bring in new. Is that Sean Brennan in the background? No, sorry. Of course, they, they, they've been quiet all day long until right now. No, no, it's all good. We're big dog fans. We got our, our little foot rest here as a, a, big, a big dog ourselves, so yeah. he's hanging out with us. We got a big fat dog. He's not really tall, but he's real wide. And he never barks. He barks like one time if he's going to bark. He's got a low center of gravity, so... Mike, you're the senior director of Supercross, so you've worked your way up, and, uh, I mean, you've got your hands on pretty much every part of the race day experience. So tell, how did you, like, give me your their starting point. Did you start as, like, a flagger and work your way up, or give me your awesome story to the top? No, I actually went to school um, nearby the, the area that um, the company that produced our banners. So while I was going to school, I would work there on the weekends, and then uh, that turned into – Working at the outdoors, hanging banners, um, and and you know working on the track crew there, and then got in with Supercross, and uh, I set up the paddock and parked the trucks and did those things, and I was the event manager for a while. Um, worked on Arena Cross for four or five years yep. um, around 2012, and then uh, moved over to, back over to Supercross. So. Man, so, so you I did had, a little bit of everything. Yeah. It was kind of in operations, but yeah, I got to see a lot of different parts of the business. So summer job got you kind of the real deal. in the industry. That's you had to why. clean up all of West Kane's messes. Yeah. What a what a, a job that's that a is! Serious job. <laughs> that was that was full time job. It's right like there. a thirty I, man I was crew. Just West Kane's mess cleaner. Yeah, that was <laughs> West like Kane's mess cleaner. <laughs> Still is man. His mom's like, here, he's yours, Mike. Take him. <laughs> yeah. What a good job to have. I love West Kane. Me and him have been friends since. Me too. We announced Arena Cross in 05 and 06 and i can tell you what that was two of the funnest years we shared a room together and two of the funnest decade years yeah, dude. <laughs> like dog years it was like yeah. two years off my life <laughs> it, it, you looked a lot older after those oh, two, I, right? I, I guarantee you <laughs> it aged you um so let's get back to supercross like i want to know like day of and or you know when you guys are starting to roll out plastic like how does all that look and are you guys way ahead of like man we got to get this like, who who warehouses all this plastic and and Second question. Do you know it's plastic? I mean, let's yeah, let's hear what the floor is and then the layers and all that. Yeah. Uh, um, so, I mean, a typical race weekend would start on Tuesday. Um, you know, Anaheim is uh, like the first Anaheim. We have the ability to come in a little bit earlier. But basically, um, the crew cleaned up on, on uh, Saturday night immediately after the event in San Diego. Um, you know, the, the weather kind of threw a wrench in this week, but they would have went straight to Anaheim, uh, a rest day on Monday and start loading in on Tuesday. Hmm. So that's, um, that's, that's a tip. And then, you know, you build Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, but we try to be race ready by Friday for press day. Um, 
you know, when, when weather's coming like this, it's, it's basically watching the forecast and making decisions based on that. And, uh, you know, we got a great group of people with Dirtworks and Alex, uh, you know, kind of running the show with those guys and our ops team, everybody kind of comes together. We take a look at what our options are, what makes the most sense and, uh, from a build timeline and, and, uh, you know, Everybody knows that it's all hands on deck to get ready for Saturday. That's the most important thing is that we're right, ready by Saturday and, and uh, you know, we'll adjust everything to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Saturday, like you, you guys have been stressed on these last couple of rain events, man. Tell me like shortening practices or are we cutting laps, like all that stuff. Who's making that call? Is that more of an AMA deal or is that a collaborative effort between you, the team managers? How's that work? Yeah, it, it's a collaborative effort. So um, there's no one single person I would say makes that decision. Um, you know, we've all done this for a lot of years, and and um, you know, everybody has input. So we, I mean, we take it really seriously. We don't ever want to cancel practice, uh, especially a second session after running the first. But at the end of the day, we have to look at what's best for for you know the main events. Um, that's that's the points paying race, and that's what we got to build towards. Um, so every decision we make is towards that end goal and what's going to be the best, um, you know, for, for the mains. Do you tell those guys like this past weekend, like, Hey, you might want to go put your best face forward in this first one. Cause there, there is a potential for the second one to not even be there. Do, do, do they know that? Yeah. And, and, you know, the teams and riders have all been around a long time too. So they kind of know what's coming and what to expect. And, um, you know, so each of them have their own game plans as well. You know, I, I, they're looking at the same radar we are. Um, they understand the, the implications that, that um, you know, we're faced with. And so um, it, we don't per se go around and tell them, hey, you know, there's a possibility we're going to cancel the second practice, make sure you go fast in the first. That's kind of their, their decision and their race strategy. Um, but uh, yeah, as we lead up to that cancellation, we do check in with the teams and, and the athletes and, and they'll reach out to us too, right? Like uh, the phone works both ways. So, um, you know, team managers will start reaching out, um, you know, riders and, and giving their input. And we take all of that into consideration in the decision. What about activations? I know there was some uh, back and forth about, uh, I can't remember what, Bobby Piazza or somebody like revving their bike and not, you know, following the proper channels to make that kind of stuff happen. Like, you can do stuff in the pits. You just got to kind of run it through you guys. Yeah, you got to kind of be an approved vendor or something, right? Something like that. You can explain it better than obviously we can. Yeah, and, and, and we we try to be as relaxed as possible. Um, you know, and I won't speak specifically to any any incidents. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, there's a lot of factors to take into consideration. So first off, we're guests in the venue's house. So that's kind of first and foremost, if it's something against their policies, um, or state or local policies, then it, it, it's an absolute no, no. Um, then, you know, there's, there's several other layers of course as well. And, and, you know, we've had people bring bands in and, and, you know, revving the bikes and, you know, things like that we get complaints from the other teams and riders and they don't want to go directly to the athlete themselves or to that other team themselves. That's where we come in as kind of the mediators and we work with the AMA on that. So, um, you know, there, there's no real one single answer. Um, but yes, a, a lot of that does funnel through us so that we make sure all the boxes are checked for all of the different stakeholders. Hmm. Yeah. I can imagine some of that is, uh, you've got some hot, hot people on one line complaining 
And then you've got to be nice but forceful on the other when you deliver the. And then the the, the end product is uh, some cell phone footage of somebody getting shut down. It's like, well, there's probably more of a story. Yeah, there's to always it. more story, yeah. right? So but I everyone... like that's what I like to know. I just wanted to. Well, kind well of you give could you... rev the bike for twenty bucks or ride it for fifty. You don't need guys riding around the pits like that. No, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was an option. You but just let fans ride your bike around the pits. Man, well, take it for a lap. Take yeah, it for a lap, dude. I get 20 minutes, man. Take yeah, it off. 100, yeah, I still got some time on my 20 minutes. 100 bucks, you can I've go st- for a lap. <laughs> Let's are, not do that. Holy cow. are selling man. out their, their oh. remaining time. Yeah, I'm not even going to make the main, so I'm just going to sell my practice time. I made $6,000 <laughs> letting <laughs> other dummies ride my bike. There's some dude in camouflage pants and a flannel shirt. Hey, hey who allowed this? <laughs> All right, Man, I used to race, by God. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't want to give any more dumb ideas. Out. That's yes, really no bad. More dumb I'm not, not going to lie. You guys are giving me anxiety just from a, a venue GM calling me right now. They're they probably listen. are going to start calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about uh, venues. And dude, I know the uh, just the idea of locking down a venue and working around like a football program, a baseball program, all these other things that are what makes those places money. And I'm speaking specifically, for example, Mercedes-Benz Dome. Like for me, that place is home. That is East Coast Supercross. That is a huge draw. And for years, it was the biggest stop on the tour. Now it's not there. We were at a speedway and now we're no longer there. Maybe you can speak to, you don't have to get into specifics because I don't want to put you on the spot, but like how how it works. And is, yeah, is what's Ar- it like dealing with a building? Yeah, Arthur I mean, Blank might not be into it. Like yeah. Arthur owns our stadium. So he's just like, I'm a clean freak. I don't need that dirt in here. We make plenty of money elsewhere. So you tell me how it works. Well, I, I mean, there's a lot that's wrapped up in the, to working with venues and scheduling. And um, I don't think people realize how busy stadiums really are and finding dates isn't, isn't really that easy, especially dates that work for both our sport, um, you know, other, other things that they have going on. So, I mean, it's no secret that, we're mostly in baseball stadiums uh, through this time of year, and then we can start moving to football stadiums later in the year. It's because no team is going to want to cancel uh, or, or schedule an event uh, against their NFL team that could make the playoffs and they could have home field advantage. Mm, so yes. that checks the boxes on a lot of the NFL stadiums earlier in the season. The other thing that we see is a lot of people saying, why don't you just go to all domes? Why don't you go to all domes? Well, we literally have lists of every single stadium, at least 98% of them um, in the country. And we take a look at those. There's really not that many domes. You know, you start talking like a Buffalo, Pittsburgh, um, places like that. They, they don't have their open air. Um, and then, uh, you know, so if we want to play like a Philly, for example, it's got to be late in the year. Well, there's only so many events that we can run late in the year like that. So, um, you know, all of those things are kind of the starting point. And then, you know, from there, it's, it's, uh, what are the logistics? Um, I, I tend to travel to quite a few events last year, more, most notably because of Philly and, and, uh, Birmingham and checking them out and seeing, okay, is this going to work logistically? Um, do they have enough space for the pits? Do they not? You know, all of those different types of things are weighed into the cons- into the decision. Yeah. It's good to be, like, if you want to come to Atlanta, because we never make the playoffs, so you can pretty much bank on yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, like, which place has the sack, football suckiest team? football team with it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a good chance they're not going to make it. So, yeah. So I, I probably shouldn't say this, but in Glendale one year, we played early in the year. I don't know if you remember. I think it was 20... I think it was 2019, and uh, they scheduled us, and and we were going to have to move the date to um, to Easter yeah. weekend, 
if it didn't, you know, if, if their team made the playoffs. Well, the team found out that they scheduled an event and they were essentially betting against the team. And that's never going to happen again there. Oh. So, um, <laughs> you know, they don't want to necessarily say, yeah, we don't think you guys are good enough to, to make it. You know? Wow. Yeah, Kyler Murray in his rookie year probably not going to make the playoffs. So we're going we're gonna to go yeah, with yeah. that. He'll be good here. Right. So that's good to know, man. I'm, I'm just like – I, you know, all of my buddies and everybody in this area, we're like, why do we not have a race? And, I, and, and I, again, I know there were reasons beyond, you know, my pay grade and everybody else's pay grade as to why we don't have one. Birmingham has one. That's not too terribly far from us, so we'll just have to migrate over there. Yeah, no, we're excited about Birmingham. So that's a, a pretty new facility, uh, an indoor pit option, which is which is nice. They're really excited to have us. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Is there any, um, I mean, you guys, Feld is a complex company, I guess, in ways. I mean, you do, you schedule a lot of entertainment probably in these same domes that aren't motorsport related, correct? I mean, you got concerts um, and so, stuff or? Uh, mo- mo- the majority of our stadium business is motorsports between Monster Jam and Supercross. Okay. Um, in the arenas is is where the, That's more... know, the other portions of it. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering if, if ever you know, you're dealing with one particular venue and the motorsports part leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Is there any chance that that might compromise another, the other side of the business that failed and start creating a little stress on that relationship with the building owner? It, it absolutely does. And all of these venues work pretty closely together. So they know how we operate and, and they have a high trust level in what we do. Yep. Um, and that if we tell them we're going to do something, we actually do it. So, um, you know, our relationships with the venues are great. Now, there's some that, that are very passionate about, you know, their their stadium and they feel that it's baseball or football only and that's all that's going to come in there. Um, but by and large, everybody's pretty comfortable with our operation. Yeah, I, you develop that track record and, it, and it's safe. I, I can tell you on our end, Kevin has been sweating to death over who's scrubbing tough block covers. Man, he feels bad. He's I like, stress the over that. Got like, a family. He I owned a racetrack, so I think of like whenever our track had a mud race. I'm like the cleanup just on our end was like, good it lord, gnarly. So I'm thinking about the 1,900 gallons of regular fuel and them little pressure washers and those poor little minimum wage dudes just out there scrubbing, scrubbing those things because it's got to look perfect the next yeah, weekend, man. right? I mean, you're still going to deliver the perfect product regardless of how hard last weekend was, right? Yeah, so I mean, I, I can't say enough for for how tough of people our our Supercross operations team is. Um, they so so you know they're the folks that um, basically set everything up. So everything you see on the floor, the tough blocks, the structures like the finish line and the manager's tower and the Goliath tower, all those things, they set all that up all throughout the week. Then during the race day, they're the ones that are assisting the riders and pointing the direction away from the rider when there's an incident. They're not the flaggers. They're, they're the guys helping the riders get a bike off of them or things like mm-hmm. that. Immediately after the show, they start loading all that stuff up that they just spent all week putting in, um, putting it in. We have 20 tractor trailers that they pack it all in. 
about five, six hours later, they got everything off the floor. Um, and then they, you know, they bus it or fly to the next venue right away. Um, they get a day and Tuesday they're right back at it. But that, and they'll do that 16 weeks straight. That means six days a week is what I'm hearing. You're, like you're saying, Monday's rest day. I didn't hear yeah, and you don't Monday even, and Tuesday. The real secret is they actually haul all the jumps. Like the whoops go from round to round. That is. They're real hard to scoop up. <laughs> they got a big spatula. <laughs> Market whoop, whoops dirt. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. Yeah, no, the there's, whole, dirt, there's an 18 wheeler mark. The whole, yeah, dirt. and if you open that door, you just see a sea of whoops in the tractor trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah all, you, all, the, all they do is just back up real fast and speed forward, and all the whoops come out. Yeah. Mike, I, you can tell that, like, that's awesome. You might need a brain trust like Kevin has yeah, in your organization. Yeah, to really think to know that I don't know. You just scoop up a whole I don't whole know how you do it without him. You, I mean, Hey, let's get them whoops loaded in that truck. <laughs> right. How did we get through the f- first 50 years without them? Right. I really don't know. Yeah, well, the, the whole track just snaps together, dude. That's how we do it. Yeah. We got a series. We just take the same track with us all yeah. over Georgia, man. You can make the turns go different ways, new yeah. layouts, but it does snap together right. each section. Right. Where's yeah. that finish line truck dump? <laughs> they're late. They're, they're the stuck in Biloxi. The finish line dump truck. Who brought the finish line dump truck? It's running late, boys. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering, like, when these dudes so... Their day on a on a Saturday, if you're telling me the race is over and they're yanking the product, the tough blocks and every ounce of structure in the rain in the mud, regardless, it's coming off that night, right? And what kind of? I mean, is that a twenty-two hour day? What is Saturday? Yeah, it's, guys? it's a it's a long day. Yeah, so they wow. they literally uh, pull everything out um, immediately after the event and. You know, honestly, we've done it other ways um, where they actually, uh, you know, load out on Sunday and it's tougher, right? Because yeah. no matter any way you shake it, Saturday is Saturday's a great coming, day and right? it's a hectic day. Yep. Yeah. So when the race is over, like you have so much adrenaline after everything that good. you're good for a few hours where, um, you know, if you just go back to the hotel, you don't sleep for three or four hours. And then next thing you know, you got to get up and do it again. So right. it, it, it really works this way. And timing wise, um, you know, the truck's got to get rolling, especially, you know, this weekend. Trucks got to move to Detroit and they won't arrive with clean drivers till, you know, late Tuesday night. So it already puts everything, you know, a little bit behind. And, so. and hey, what better sponsor than to have that high test 110 octane monster energy? Just pallets of that shit. Yeah. Ready to go for them dudes to get through that. Intravenous <laughs> or liquid. Dude. You can choose. Monster yep. energy IVs for yeah. everybody. Whatever you want, boys. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have um, a set group of like uh, local truckers for trucking dirt? Or is the stadium say, hey, here's who we use? Like, who's choosing that? Uh, so we have a team, um, uh, the Feld Dirt Crew team, okay. that actually coordinates the in and the out for okay. the uh, for the base and the dirt and all that stuff. So you yeah, are so using a local. everything's local. Okay, yeah, yeah, everything, everything uh, except for Dirtworks who actually sculpts the jumps is mm-hmm. is is pretty much local. Um, you know, we we send people in oversee different aspects of it, but that's all local. Dirt store local. You know. And you're always running on uh, rental tractors. I would always, I, I would assume, because I would Yancey Caterpillar would always have a huge presence at Atlanta, and you know you go to other yeah. races and there's Thompson Caterpillar or whatever. Yeah, the, the the sheer quantity of equipment that we have to use because of all the different facets, you know, between the the Fan Fest and 
um, you know, our structure builds and dirt works, doing all that stuff. There's, it'd probably be another 30-ish trailers, I would guesstimate, hauling that stuff around. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, that all has to be local. Yeah. No, oh, and, you know, that'd be way expensive. You'd have to buy a lot more or get a lot more monster energy drinks for those guys. Yeah, too. that'd be even more monster right. for these dudes. Hey. I think you don't, probably yeah. don't even let them drink them. Like, he just sits up there with a, like a... Tranquilizer gun with the darts. Monster energy you, tranquilizer darts. Yeah, Tommy's getting a little slow here. Yeah, you you see like, somebody slowing down, you just <laughs> hit him with a monster dart. Yeah, you got Barry Pepper up in the, the top of the uh, shooting, like in uh Seriously, Mike, product, you can use right? these yeah. ideas if you need to. I yeah, mean. we're full of good stuff, man. Yeah, we're, we got ideas. Yeah, this, I, I'm writing make, it all down, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff, I knew. I told stuff, you he'd take Make notes. it through the next 50 years, man. Stuff will never, ever do. Don't ever, ever do. Hey, uh, keep working. Talk about the uh, like what Supercross looked like. We were just talking about this uh, with my buddy Wygant. Like the Meadowlands Supercross from like eighty whatever looks like a trash dump. There's trash blowing across the track, and it's just a wild display of people running. Like it's so much tighter now. The way Kevin you guys... was very concerned about the number of people on the floor of the Supercross at the Meadowlands in '83. Yeah, it's it's comical, man. Like, he's like, dude, there's 400 people there's out there so like, many, cheering like, for people, and I feel like that was a uh, VIP experience. Like, hey, man, another hundred bucks, you can be on the floor with these dudes. Like, <laughs> I would do anything to get uh, cash. No. Man, even more anxiety you're giving me here, Kevin. Between that and the GM's calling, man. Yep. God, he's bad for he's bad sketchy. for everything. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you what to avoid. Like, hey, man, here's a good idea. Like, no, not a thousand extra spectators. Well, he's just kind of he was kind of trying to talk about man now how tight the show it is, is. professional. Yeah. I mean, dudes have mat matching team shirts, button up shirts. Like, yeah, it's credentials only. Like when my brother raced Supercross, like you could pretty much like I could sign up. You didn't. There's no you didn't. You could just sign up for a pro license, show up. There's a guy. I'm not gonna say his name. It, it's a uh, and local dude weighed about 118 pounds. We had a couple guys. And in Rick, Ricky Lamb, God rest his soul, was one of them. He's about six foot seven, 48 years old, on a like a CR 500 every year. We try to race Supercross, and it was we would go there early to watch them practice because it was awesome. Because it was the funniest. They couldn't thing. jump anything. They would crash in the whoops when they're rolling the whoops, and and now it's just you guys obviously have a much tighter program. Like even the futures program, everything about Supercross is streamlined. Yeah, no, appreciate that. And I know I was going to bring that up. The SMX Next program, we're, we're really excited about, um, you know, outdoors doing the Moto Combine, Supercross Futures. Um, you know, it's, it, we've really um, tried to take a focus on, on, you know, these guys before they become professionals. Because by the time, you know, they're, they're racing against seasoned um, 250 SX riders, you know, it's too late. So... Uh, giving them an opportunity on the tracks earlier and, and kind of learning the flow of Supercross. You guys have all been to a race and um, know how busy and fast the day moves. I'm trying to give them that experience so that when they do enter the full pro ranks, it's not so crazy for them, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, it, you know, in all areas, all of the different departments at, at Feld and AMA and, and everybody have, have really been working hard to, um, present Supercross in, in the professional light it deserves. I would say you've accomplished that. Yeah, those it's, combine it's... days are awesome. The way they uh, they everything's timed out, it's scripted. It's very similar to a regular outdoor national yeah. in terms of the timing, how long timing you get, is and how rapid exact. fire, and having Christina Denny do all the help with the media. It's very busy. It's just to acclimate them to that whole deal. And yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So to you watch. called that program, Mike SMX Next. 
Yeah, and that's the collective of all three. Um, okay. So that's Supercross Futures, and then uh, you have the Moto Combines at the outdoors, and then you have our amateur events, uh, the amateur all-stars that coincide with the world championships. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and and I got to give all the credit to, to Carrie and her team on uh, the Moto Combines because those are awesome, and, and we're really a lot of the catalysts for the Futures program. Um you know, on Fridays, uh, you know, taking a page out of their book, like this weekend, Eli's going to come talk to, to all the athletes and um, uh, we're going to have, um, you know, Doc Bodner come and talk and uh, Jimmy and some of our staff to, to, you know, show faces, make sure they understand how the program works, you know, who Alpine Stars is. Eli's going to talk about what his experience was now that, you know, he's, uh, towards the twilight, uh, for lack of better words, and and what to expect as a as an amateur making the transition. So, um, you know, all of that stuff is hopefully going to benefit these guys in the long run. Yeah, yeah, man. We talked to guys like, uh, I mean, I was around and was friends with dudes that were on their way up and about to turn pro. Some of our local guys and dude, the 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 abyss of the sea of abyss that was Supercross. And what was known about it, like our buddy Sean Dukes, for example, turned pro in 89. Dude, it was jumping off the deepest yeah. diving board into the unknown. There was nothing they knew. No, there was no MTF, no training facilities, no none of this stuff. So I'm, I just have mad respect for the dudes that just said, oh, well, here we go. Let's yeah. see what this is all about. Learn a supercross track. Send it. Dude, yeah, like the, the, like the races were, they were on maybe a few times a year. Loretta's was a black hole of information. Nobody knew anything about it. So you went there blind. Like it was so much just flying by the seat of your pants. And now these kids come out, dude, when they're eight, they've watched Loretta's. Like you can watch it live all yeah. week long. You can go down to MTF and get locked in there and then run through all these other programs. I mean, geez, what a, what a, what a, well, and uh, when head you go start. back prior to 85, if you wanted to try Supercross, you had to do it against the big boys on a two, and you had to go to the track. You didn't yeah. just go, "Hey, man, it's a, a chicken finger motocross." Y'all have a good a set of whoops day. over there. Like, yeah. like, man, it was. There's nothing like there's it. Nothing. Man. And now, you know, these dudes. A lot of these training facilities keep a dialed-in supercross oh, track that they yeah. can just, you know, they can rotate yeah. some potential. Dan Truman just posted it. what 402 MX did for them, mm -hmm. matching supercross tracks. MTF has one. GPF has one. Club has Monster one. Mountain just built one. Monster Mountain has yeah. one. You're right. I mean, that's just here on the East Coast. Move out to Texas. I'm sure they've yeah. got them out there and, of course, out your way. So, geez, man, it's it's remarkable just uh, how everything's grown. Every possible segment of the sport. Well, it, it makes has. sense now how they do that since we now we know that the whoops, like just the whoops get Yeah, you loaded. just order an extra set of whoops you just and have it sent to Monster. I can't yeah. imagine how busy Jason Baker is. Yeah. I got nine sets of whoops going out this week, boys. <laughs> yes. Let's get on these things. In the factory crafting. I got whoops going out. Yeah. Order up three sets of whoops. Let's get them out of here, yeah. boys. Mike, we're sitting here naming everything like uh, all these tracks or all these facilities that have Supercross tracks. And, you know, it's so specialized. But yet in the same vein you just said hey you know we work with the with the moto promoters and then now smx promoters do you ever do you always see it always being a conglomeration of moto supercross and super motocross um or do you see that all um supercross becoming so specialized that it sort of becomes its own sport that might not always have the same competitor list I don't know if that's if that's a. I don't think he's going to give you a good answer on this. I think it. I think they need this partnership. 
I think they need it too. Motorcycle sales needs the partnership. Yeah. I know for a fact moto fans buy buy things. Right. And, you know, and Supercross guys yeah. might be people who wanted to go to the stadium that night, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm not 100% sure that I'm, I'm following the question, but I, I can tell you over the past few years that we've been working um, um, in conjunction with MX Sports, it, it's been phenomenal to change just overall in mindset between our organizations. I think the paddock, um, you know, is a, in a much better spot than it's ever been. The sport, um, Supercross and Motocross, so Super Motocross, um, is just in a great space right now Mm -hmm. and it comes in my opinion uh it comes as a result of that collaboration between all of the entities involved yeah um and and, you know i I see the super motocross world championship continuing to grow um and and being um you know the premier uh world championship in the world and and i think uh you know we'll be announcing another month or so where where those three rounds will be i think the ones that you saw last year were pretty cool unique tracks and we'll continue to do that and so we're we're in a great spot um and, and you know collectively i think i can speak for all parties we're, we're excited to see what the future holds yeah well i i only i asked that i mean there's there's obviously ebbs and flows in the sport i mean there was a moment where they they would never even mention the the motocross series on TV. They that's over. They yeah, say all see that's you in Anaheim, you know. Yeah. And it's like, hey man, the motocross starts yeah, in and, like two and, weeks. And Mike, you can speak to this. And I know I'm, I'm buddies with a bunch of people that have talked about this. And it was like, like it was like this impending doom. Like Supercross is going to take over, and we're going to end motocross. That's kind of where I was. Yeah, we're going to have 42 question. rounds of Supercross and screw moto. And I thank God that didn't happen. I, I don't. I didn't ever think it would happen. I think the powers that be, like you said, Kerry Joe and Davey and their brain trusts are too smart to let that happen. And I think you guys are too. And the FIM throwing their wrench into to all of it could have gotten all messy. So yeah. man, you guys saved it for us for sure. Hmm. She disconnected from the board somehow. You might can just stick it up there to the mic. Because I really want to know what he's saying. We're just, you know, I and I. Why did, you know, why was there that awkwardness? I don't know, but um, you know, looking ahead, it's it's a, a bright future. Ask him why we lost Atlanta to <laughs> Birmingham. I mean, he. Hey, so can you speak specifically as to how Atlanta? was not included on this year's uh, was it just a scheduling thing or how did that work out um no so it, we, you've seen us do it um in east rutherford and foxborough you know we've moved in the, to denver we really want to expand the series so supercross is 17 routes um and, and we'll end in early may so to expand the sport means we have to pull from one market and go to another hit another um, market to, to yeah in that market um, experience supercross and really that's that's what it comes down to we wanted to try birmingham um you know our our data tells us that's a good place to be and uh you know it's a good venue it's a new venue and and you know everything kind of aligned it's exposure there you go we thought it was we thought it was probably just too much stuff got stolen in atlanta (laughs) yeah he he can't it does get a little rowdy here but not so much in your pits but i will say this back when it was at fulton county 
It was pretty Stuff wild. I, I watched people try to get bikes stolen, and like it, they could just get into the pits. And now, of course, you fix that. Thank yeah. goodness. But Mike, I'm having some issues with my phone. I'm going to probably throw it across the room here as soon as we get off with you. But <laughs> I wanted to say thanks for carving out some time and putting up with our uh, dumb selves here. We appreciate it. No, thank you guys. I took a lot of notes on what not to do, and I will enact those <laughs> moving forward. And uh, it was good talking. Awesome. Mike Mewey, man, we look forward to seeing you at some point and uh, have a good evening and take those dogs out for a walk and tell Sean we said hello and take him for a walk too. All right. Take care, guys. See you, brother. Right, see you, brother. See you. Yeah, you know, I, I I know he made a list. He's like, these are the dumbest people yeah, I've ever talked were to. so dumb. But he has, a to me, a very stressful job, a contracting business where we're relying on local contractors. To just, uh, just to and rent all one, that equipment. And if something falls through. Yeah, some clown wrecks his dump truck halfway there or has a failure. I mean, they probably got tons of people you just know, dump sitting truck on drivers around yeah. here. They might just not show, show up. Just, up. Man, yeah. Get that first load, get paid, and I'm yeah. going to do meth is what and I'm going to do. This mean, phone pissed. This thing just disconnected why? and would not connect to this board, which is so or, It's obnoxious. Why Why we got to work Saturdays, You man? know, he gets a guy, some of these local dump truck drivers, he leaves the set, forgets to pick up the whoops. Yeah, right. and Leaves then you get the to the next round. Hey, did you get the whoops from Arizona? I thought you and got he them. Could, he just immediately his stomach falls Shit. out. And he's and like, don't have the Cardinals are trying I to left them sitting there. They're, they're trying to play TMZ football, and you see whoops down the middle of no, the Cardinals a, yeah. football field. They had a Taylor Swift concert the next day, and she broke her collarbone on a set of whoops. Tripped up, they failed, get sued. Yeah, by Taylor Swift. Holy shit! Now no more super beat up by some, what's his some, name Kelsey. Kelsey and some meth head. Could they not just leave? Up. Like, is there not? I guess there's just not enough woods around the stadiums to hide all the sections out in the woods somewhere. Put all the track. like you could just be like, hey man, just just well, put some brush on top of them. We'll get just them. Hide these year. whoops in this table. Yeah, top. just throw them in there. These berms. Yeah, just stick them out in the woods. But if see, they hit them out in the woods near the Atlanta. They steal them. You'd see that shit going down. They'd have you see twenty four individual rims. whoops. Yep. No, and they'd put twenty twos. And then next year, one of those wheelie kids would win the Supercross <laughs> title because he had a set of practice down. whoops. He'd be wheeling whoops down the road. No, because he had a set of whoops to practice yeah. on. He had to practice on those. Hey, we've said it before. Those kids got more kid. skill than anybody yes. we know. Yeah, and it's just being utilized in the wrong way. Correct. And bald tires. And on a cell phone. On a and dragging their fingertips on the road as they wheelie without flipping over on a two stroke. One twenty five. Come on. How they keep that two stroke? I mean, you know how hard it is to keep a two stroke in the p in the power. Get the balance point. Yeah, and it not just come on and flip you on over. You have to get the balance point and and unlock your hips. They'll change. Oh, hundred percent. And you got to want it. And you got to want it. If you want it, I think those things are possible. You know. Yeah. A lot of people don't. So. Bro, I cannot connect to this damn I, thing. I'm scared to tell you what the real reason is, but I know what it is. No, there's no Wi-Fi. No, it's just Bluetooth. This thing's talking to that thing. Oh, it you can't I, be that. I'm scared dude. to say that it, it is. It's just the wrong kind of phone, man. I'm scared <sighs> to say it. I'm not scared to say it. It's that damn KD80. That's what I thought you were going to. I didn't even think about that. That's an, always that's that damn probably problem. the actual reason, Nick. Yep, I know it is. Here Everything. we are. I'm I'm trying to overanalyze it. I'm throwing technical problems. I can't even at play it. music if I wanted to. The absolute basis of why your phone disconnects. <laughs> I'll tell you, see. <laughs> Look here, see. <laughs> I liked when Kevin was teeing up some boxers like last week. Oh what yeah, the freak, man. Give it old one two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. How so, you like me now? 
He's doing all these dumb. I just totally picture you in some real high waisted shorts, just stepping around boxing. That picture you've got of your great 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 granddad that you put on Facebook when yeah. the steam powered With cycles, the pair of shorts and the the the, the tights on. Yeah. Right, give me the here, give, give me a little, little this, a little of that here. The, the ones and the twos here. <laughs> Right in a kisser. So well, okay, well I guess we'll just you know call it. Is there any chance that it really is the KD eighty? It, it just it shows is. up. I had someone text me this week and go, "Look, man, I had a KX. My house never burned down." Okay, then what's the deal yeah. then? The KX, the K. He had a KSX two fifty, <laughs> and you had a KD eighty. Yes. Yeah. And he was just letting me know, hey man, in the eighties I had a KX and nothing's ever burned. My down. house did fine, you know. It's yep, me too. People, I don't live there anymore, but KX eighty house is fine. Yeah, house is fine. It's the simplest formula, you house know. House is fine. Kevin, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take that phone, you're gonna hit the power button, you're gonna turn it off. I've already done You're gonna that, turn bro. your phone back on with the power button, same power button, same time. How about if I hook my phone to it and see what happens? I will do one right now. We'll do another one. We're back. We're back. I'm going to call Jason Wygant. Nick is done with his bathroom break. Yeah, it's a good thing he told that. Where'd my headphones go? You threw them on the floor because you don't care about anything. Oh, everybody. To your right. I had to pee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kev. Just because you're having a bad day, don't take it out. On Dude, me. every day's a bad day when you grew up with a KD-80. Why is it doing this? If you had a KD-80 when, as a child, you just were playing Weege. the music. Weege. I don't understand. Weege, you there? Yeah. All right, let me let me disconnect this phone. It's not cooperating. I'll call you in one second. Okay. Hey. Make sense of that. You're going to have to unrecord him or cut the, cut, cut the nope. record. Nope, we're going to just do it. You're going to let them merge it? I mean... Whatever you do. Edit it out. Yeah. It's rain expected tomorrow morning. My phone just told me. Dang it. I got a special announcement. You do? Mm-hmm. I mean, weather, I always get excited. Bug. Weather bug. Like, you ever have a weather, weather bug tells you like when there's a lightning strike close by? <gasps> no, but they had that in football. When yeah. Rhett played football and I and the sky was clear and they go, We're calling practice. We've had a lightning strike, and I'm just, ten miles. I'm leaning on the fence with this dad, and I go, "Like anybody's ever been struck by lightning on a football field?" And he goes, "My brother died from a lightning strike on a football field, and he was dead serious." And I'm like, "What are the chances?" There's a row of men. What are the chances? And the of you one making a joke I said about it guy to, that- on a clear sky, there was no lightning strike, and he and I call it. I talked to his wife one day, and I go, "Dude, I felt oh, terrible so about that." She goes. It's pretty wacky, but don't worry about what you said. She's like, I don't know anybody that's ever been struck either, but she's like, my brother-in-law died. I think football. he's lying. Yeah, dude. He's what if he big was attention lying? Whore. Mess with you, dude. He's lying. He's Fuck like, you. man, watch this. I'm about, to, I'm about to screw this, this You could have said anything. You could have said, it's like man, anybody man. been eaten by a shark in the Chattahoochee man, River. I've been eaten by a shark. My How dad, are you standing here, dude? My dad lost both his legs to a shark on the Chattahoochee. Nick, I'm calling you just for the hell of it. Just see if Do your phone it. rings. It's 
It's working, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Turn it up, though. All right. Let's um, hear it. I want to hear him connect I, it. I want to hear. That, it wouldn't even what do that. What if it drops it when yeah, it connects? I, it wouldn't even do that, though. I could not even hear it ring. So we're now we're good. I got a cell phone call from Kevin Kelly. Everybody calm down. <laughs> Jeez. We had two dudes get struck by lightning in football practice one time in high school. Jeez. How are we doing? Yeah. I don't know, man. We're here. We made it. Kevin's Clark. having to. Welcome to the program, Jason Wygant. You are the first returning guest with the exception of Ricky Carmichael. So it's rare air, brother. I mean, that's kind of how it works. It's basically been Ricky does something and I do the exact same, you know, kind of at each other's throats. One, pretty much equals you're always in aiming way. for his well, record. Equals you're like, in every way. He's like, I got to yeah. get to yeah, Ricky's I record. Mean, I mean, he's slightly ahead of me. But it's it's always been a battle. Yin Yang, dude. I mean, he knows and yep. he knows yep. it. But it's, it's only the, a matter of time. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been putting the pressure on for, yeah. for years now. It's your for time. Decades. It's your time. Would he looks you say that's every just time we see him? Yeah, it's just because you want it so bad, you think, Weege, is that what drives you? It's not talent, man. It's just hard work. Yeah. That's <laughs> all it is, man. You gotta want it. It's that easy. They tell me all the time, you, you gotta, gotta want it. You gotta Yeah, John's how bad do you want it? Nick's been the employee of the month. Nine straight months. We started in April. Nick's won it every month. And John's like, how do I crack the code? And Nick just like, you got to want it. Kevin burns his house down, and I provide an alternate location to to film the podcast. Yep. That wasn't enough. You got to put in the work. I was early for nine months. Was the show shot in your house also? Uh, It was shot at my house, yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't know you lost that, too. You also lost the place where you shoot the show as well as your house. Yep. Yes. And we just brought some fresh... uh, some fresh decorations yeah, they had just in the brought, house. They had just dropped money on all these chairs. They, he, what helmets did you bring I over? Had a bunch of custom painted helmets from the seventies. <laughs> Stop it! No, that's were the truth. Signed, had a million autographs. They were oh cool. Literally, just that oh night, I almost left two Honda fifties yes. in there to just. We were going to sit those in the background of the shot, and I'm so thankful I didn't leave them because I guarantee you, Kevin's wife would have been like, "Those that's motorcycles burn the house down." That's true. I mean, that's they true. had gas, gas tanks. Full. Yeah. No, they were not full, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, she would assume they were if her house is gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the arson oh, investigator wow. would have been yeah. like, that's the problem. God dang, no keeping motorcycles on the house. Right. Oh, You're, God, didn't even think You defrauded the insurance, so. <laughs> God, what if I, what if yeah. I owe Kevin $750,000 or whatever? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, man, you screwed him. You put those mini bikes upstairs. Yeah, my insurance canceled. Thanks, bud. They, they denied the claim. Kevin was especially getting a little too. Uh, the roller coaster was going too high. Yes, it was going too well <laughs> for too long. Yeah, and <laughs> like all roller coasters, you know what comes up must come down. You're like, baby. oh, what's, what's well, when you get when you get too cocky. Yeah, that that's been the running joke. Is I have been I've brought down massive companies. Everything I've ever been involved with. It's not that I've brought things down. It's I, not you. What is it? They, it's they, the damn KD eighty. They they think every all everything negative in my life revolves around my dad and me riding a KD eighty. That started there. It just it just set you up for failure. Everything goes back. The motorcycle to, left a legacy on his life of gayness. His, his two brothers had KX eighties. We called them K sex eighties. Yeah, K sex eighty and a KD eighty. And I had a KD eighty. They had K sex eighties. That thing's been like that. That thing puts you in like your life, yeah, like your Christine the car, like in that. Yes, you're gonna have this KD80. It's gonna be around. laughing at him from from the other side of the room. Yeah, I we we often like explored an alternate universe, Weege, where Kevin yeah. did have a KD80, 
a gay D80. And mm-hmm. in his alternate life, it's running parallel with Ricky Johnson's life. And Kevin became the gay MA Supercross champ. <laughs> and he won all the races on the gay MA Supercross tour and gay MA motocross. And I go to gay in the dirt every year. He races awesome. at gay in the dirt. And he's just like the RJ. But I'm the but gay. He's the R gay. I'm R gay. He's, he's like R gay Johnson. <laughs> he's R gay Johnson. Yeah. This is hard hitting news. Dude, dude. that is. Sliding doors. This is a sliding doors thing. There's a universe out there. Yes. Um, yes, where you're. It may be not California, so maybe you're Ezra Lusk or something. Pen, maybe like Pensacola. It's hard to replace a guy from a completely different state, but yeah. Um, I, I will say that you know Kawasaki's slogan. I think the KXs they say are the bikes that build champions. So yes. I guess it does not include <laughs> the K- only the KXs. Correct. Yeah. Not the KD80. The KD builds. That does gays. not build champions. No. Back <laughs> then, the, the, their slogan for the uh, KD80 was, "If you want to always keep your son a virgin." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so stupid, man. Stop teenage pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if I, if, so if you're a dad and I rolled up on that, oh, we're good. Go ahead. Stay yeah, out till take two my in the daughter. Morning. I don't care yeah, where you keep, take her. Keep nope. her all weekend. She's safe. No problem. No problem. So we have Jason Wygant on the program. Jason, are you at baseball practice or did it get canceled or what? No, we're here. We're at an indoor facility, so we go rain or shine, boys. Oh, you're oh, bad. You're slinging pitches and batting you're and in everything. Dome. You're indoor the facility. Dome. Sorry, I had to drop off a water bottle. Now we're back outside. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah, 24-7, 365 days a year, pitchers and catchers will report. Yeah. Are we pitching this year? Is yep. he, he's a lefty, right? Pitching's been pretty rough, not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> uh, Having some control issues? Strikes. A lot of control. I mean, there already were many control issues in my life, and now we just added some more. <laughs> wow, I can't control man. his lack of control. But dude, don't don't <laughs> yeah. give up on it though. Is man. this first year of kid pitch? No, he's been travel. He's done it for a while. I know, but, but there's a certain age. No, yeah. it was first year of kid pitch. Okay. It was literally kid pitch started in September. That's the only slow year. Now? It, it, after that, oh, yeah, next yeah. year's I, great. Long term, I'm not worried. I okay. just got to make sure he doesn't lose think confidence. That he's yeah, yeah, like, oh, I can't do it. And I'll be like, dude, you're not. His house like, will burn down. Two dude, years let, from now, you might be fine. So yeah, let me keep doing it. Let me just tell you, my son Riley was deadly. Like, he struck out, I don't know what, the 27, pit, 27 batters in two games because he just threw strikes. It wasn't because he was incredible. But, I mean, he just threw yeah. strikes, and they just couldn't swing. They would close their eyes and whatever. So, <laughs> that that goes away, like. Yeah, I promise you it goes away. And those kids, like he'll he can find that. Like some, I mean, Riley was the one kid out of eight pitchers they had that could throw strikes. Okay, and the first year, so, so. it made him successful. Yeah, yeah early on, pitch. but everybody else yeah. catches up. Like you either need to throw strikes or give concussions. One of the two. And yeah, they, they work the same. <laughs> you knock out some batters. They're scared as they're hell. They're scared to go to bat. Correct. Yeah. And you can throw lollipops after that because they knocked don't want, the first three kids out. They don't want nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> Everything I'm trying to do here is just to uh, make sure that he just keeps playing because everything yes. will work itself out. Correct. Um, you just don't want any over analysis or over dramatics or overthinking um, that. And I think we can all think back to when we were kids and thinking like every one thing that happened was like super duper important. And now you realize it's a pretty much a joke. Yes. So uh, just try not to have him. Yeah, when he goes to the mound and he can't throw a strike, I don't want him to think like, "Well, that's it. It's over. That's so, it for life." Well, so you should just go. I'll all, never throw a strike. You should go all mini dad on him, and every time he throws a pitch, 
come on, what are you doing? <laughs> like screaming, running up there. So, Jason, you don't have this in North Carolina because here in Georgia, man, when it's Little League time, these coaches will sit out there with these heartfelt speeches like, Boys, if there's ever going to be a moment in your life, this is it. <laughs> oh, and if God. you was ever going to perform, this is the night. If oh, I was ever going to get the – I mean, I'm talking your about – Your family's dependent on you. These kids, they just freaking glaze over, dude. But I'm telling you, in our little hick town right here, that's what I saw. I saw these coaches like it was their time to shine. You and don't have that? And then as a parent, you got to go, don't listen to that idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what actually makes it better, oddly, is getting to the uh, travel level, which is kind of the higher level compared to like yes. rec ball where it's like the dad's coaching. Yeah. And Ooh. I think it, I think it actually gets rid of that part. It okay. Does. Because everybody that's a coach here, these guys all played through college. So his coaches are like, yeah, dude, it's 9U. We're not going to lose sleep over this. It, yeah. it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Really, none of you are going to be MLB. None of it really matters that much. It definitely doesn't matter right now. These guys, these coaches all have the perspective of, I remember when I was nine, that was 15 years of this baseball ago. None of it is that important. None of these games are going to change our lives, their lives, my life. They don't They're like, the goal is, hopefully these kids are good enough to get on their high school team and they have a good time and whatever they want to do after that, yeah. they want to keep playing or not. Go ahead. I think when you're in the regular league where it's the dad coaches, they probably do think that it's Make the most important break, thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, and for memory's sake, you know, maybe it is an unbelievable memory in their life if they win a local championship with their kid on the team. But for these coaches, it's just like, yeah, it's just nine you, man. It's yeah. just nine you. I think nine that's healthier. And they're good enough to know that when you once they get to be 11 or 12, 13, either you got it or you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, like it's yep. not. Yep. You're not going to develop it. Like you're, you're. You know, you have to have a arm or feet or legs kissed by God. Yeah. yeah. To, you know what I mean? Like yeah, because there's very few. You that, got a better chance of getting struck by lightning. You know, than which we just. It's really about. any sport is like that, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you just keep it realistic. And yeah, what I heard is, um, you know, once they turn, I think it's, and I know people are here for the baseball talk. Yeah, 100%. Uh, once they're 13 and you go to 90 foot base paths and yes, you're playing against 15 year olds who can really throw hard, that's when you start having a lot of kids be like, "Okay, I'm good. I'm out. It's I'm good. playing lacrosse now." Yeah. So this is nine years old. It's like you'll get to the critical junctures in your baseball life later, but this is not it. This is <laughs> so not just it. Have fun and just keep practicing two days a week, and if it works out, it works out. Yeah, I think you're doing it right, man. Just make him not Let's hate it fun. and not get stressed out. And yeah. whenever he gets to that point where he's good enough or not good enough, he can make that choice, not not be forced out of it because no, you made it so damn you're miserable. You're doing it all wrong. You should pull him out of school and put him in a baseball facility. <laughs> they got, yeah. they got those. <laughs> With home schooling. Yeah. In the middle of the country and let him live in a camper by himself. Dude, Josh Woods, yeah, there's a farm. There's places. Josh Woods brother-in-law runs a place. I believe it is up either – it's either your way or in Florida – and it's the, it might be the Florida baseball camp or something like that. Yeah, they do full-time, whatever. There's a guy that I, is – I should have known. $5,000 a week. Yeah, it's $5,000 for a pitching clinic oh, where I he guarantees like, like – a facility where they live and we're paying $5,000 They do. No, they have a house and the whole deal where you can stay at this house and they throw, they work out, they do it. It's, it's outrageous for the week. But this guy guarantees like well, 10 mile per hour in your is velocity. Is it too early for steroids for your kid or they have to – I think so. Get it on there. Get that muscle on there early. Yeah, I think you should go ahead. Like next year, next year have a full. He comes in with a full beard, talking about what's up, Dad. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So, we had enough problems with uh, things are hurting all the time due to growth plate growing pain issues. So yes. I'm like, oh boy, that's steroids. Steroids would fix that. Besides, you have to buy them. Maybe it would. Maybe yeah. it would. Let's, let's finish this. Let's finish this growing thing off real quick. Nick was so yeah. confident. Yeah, steroids will fix that. Yeah. He sounded just like a medical doctor. That's right. I, you know, it's all. I'm a doctor, man. Just Balco, like that. Yeah. yeah, whatever that. Balco. Balco yeah. yeah Balco. It'll fix all those Balco. pains. Balco, right? No, what Balco. was it? Balco. But, yeah. but you'll have to buy him a Camaro next year if you buy. <laughs> Oh yeah, he definitely yeah, and, a, and a bigger hat. Yeah, yes, his head is going to get large. So, Jason, let's let's honestly let's do talk a little bit about the racing because, like, as we're watching the race and texting while you're working, I don't know how you do that, which is amazing. I'm like, dude, he's texting while he's literally it's on camera. Impossible. Basically, I don't even know how. I can't but even walk and choo choo and go. This last weekend was epic. Like in terms of storylines, and yeah. you get to announce your first behind the desk, be the guy this weekend. And man, were you, were you gifted? Yep. A, just pick a storyline. Yeah, bro. lots of storylines. I honestly didn't know it was going this direction. I knew I would start at round four, and uh, after round one, I was like, "Oh man, it might be extinguished." Because we know how these seasons go, right? It start every season starts off epic, and sometimes it's pretty good all the way to the end and pretty compelling. But it's never Usually as crazy not. as it is in the first couple rounds. Yep. So I'm like, "Oh man, are we even going to get to round four uh, with this level of drama?" I did not think that it would actually ramp up where we probably have more <laughs> stories and things to talk about going into round four than even round one, I would say. Oh, I, there's no questions yeah. that have been answered. This one was yeah. incredible. Yeah, this is blows round yeah, one no, away. We, we still don't know what the hell's going on other than <laughs> no. the drama. Yeah. You know I mean, like, for, yeah, forget we, the that's true. winner's drama, all the other drama, and we still don't know who's fast. And you got Plessinger with a red plate. And, oh, and it's like, so man, much. who called that, you know? Yeah, he's like ter- page five in the news whatever yeah. he should be the front yeah page. yeah I, I am a little sad for him for that that it got overshadowed but uh yeah we, he's right we didn't have drama round one we had we don't know who's gonna win now we have we don't know who's gonna win and drama yeah and you know it's really careful to you know there's a really thin line of like okay we know that a lot of the drama this week turned out to be on social media and to me in and of itself like social media is not what you're there to cover you're there to cover the racing mm-hmm. um but the reason it becomes compelling is we know who's involved here. It's Jason Anderson. You can't completely rule out that this could spill over to the racetrack. So oh, it's going it to. is part of the story. It's it's definitely not the main thing. I mean, we're not coming in hot saying breaking news. Uh, look at what happened on Instagram. I mean, the story is Plessinger is the points leader or three different winners in three weeks. and Or we had two mud races and we don't even know where we stand. The story is the racing, but... This social media thing, I think that's why it's so incendiary because it's like, oh, dude, this could easily fester into something that happens on the track. I mean, it, it's we are we just don't see it as much in our sport, but dude, it's been a thing for ten years now on Twitter in terms of like KD and his burner phone and all the other things that have happened yeah. in professional basketball and football. Like, it is a thing, and they do address it on ESPN. Maybe not during a football game per se, but it gets it gets yeah. some coverage for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we don't want to go too nuts and yep. make it seem like we're just the gossip page. But, yeah, if it potentially is going to, you know, lead to the racetrack, um, it, it's a real topic. But I think what you're really seeing here, the reason this is so big, I, I mean, look, any of the things Jed has been involved in, I don't think in and amongst themselves are really a big deal at all. I was been saying, like, dude, a lot of this is nothing burger. The reason that this is so incendiary and people are piling on and every single person has an opinion is because he has just become a polarizing figure in general. So anything he does is just getting blown up. 
and it's in all directions. You know, he's already reached that <laughs> love or hate level that every person that reaches the top for the first time gets. Um, three I rounds mean, in. <laughs> three rounds in. But, I mean, look, Carmichael went from being the same exact person, loved, then hated, then loved, in like a five-year span. And James Stewart, I'm sure, was like, the same people that loved me last year are booing me now. You're the, it's the, I'm at the same stadium. I'm at the same podium at Redbud. What happened? So the magnifier just comes out, and everything you say is interpreted the way people – I always say they already have the opinion, and then they just look for evidence to back that up. And uh, if you decided this is too much too soon, you're going to try to find something to prove yourself right. And uh, this is yet another thing that uh, backs that up. It's kind of unfortunate the world works that way, that we come up with opinions first and find evidence to back it up second. But that's the reason this is such a big deal. Like, if it's any other two riders, is this as big a deal? Yeah. Now, and, hey, break down. Like, let's just get down to the – forget what happened after the race. Yeah. The actual incident of them kind of doing their thing, I have no problem with what Jet and Jason were doing. I, Jason was just trying to beat Jet Lawrence, whatever way possible. I don't care he what he was doing. He seemed kind of slow. Though. He was slow, but I mean, what do you want him to pull over? No, I don't. Hell want him no. To pull over, and, it, and that's he's what not I'm saying. That to. was exactly. So, what happened him. on that racetrack? It's, it's not like Jason Anderson has a history of being easy to pass. No, he's tough. Yeah, the 21 and the 51 Justin Barsha is tough to pass. Yes. I mean, good luck. You ain't even dealt with him yet, Jet. Like <laughs> that guy's going to be a problem too. He's not going to give it to you. Like so, I, I in terms of what happened on the track. Awesome. What happened between uh, Cooper and Sexton? Whatever. Like, it's just racing shit to me. Yeah. It's not. And it just happens to be where social media kind of social takes Social media sort of whatever. pours gas on all For that, sure. right? But, like, what do you think in terms of what happened on the track? It was just, that's racing. You're not going to let the guy by, right? All of it is. Even what happened after the race and the yelling at each other and grabbing each other's helmets. If it's not the already polarizing figure of Jet Lawrence, this would be 80% less of a deal mm -hmm. what anderson did in the track would be 80 percent less of a deal those two yelling at each other after the race would be less of a deal if it is just pick any other two guys you're right if that was because cooper and sexton that was tomac and nearly nearly the, the, the no, news no if that was tomac and barsha for the hundredth time yeah we'd all watch a clip everybody would break it down everyone would say oh that's hilarious that's awesome these guys still going at it like that and we would move on it would not be cracks being found in the foundation of the earth if it was any <laughs> other right. person involved except jet lawrence that's just where he is now where everybody has an opinion on him and they either love him or they hate him and this is the same thing to to prove it's not his fault i've seen five other guys go through this exact same thing and by the way it'll be hilarious four years from now when hayden deegan moves into the class oh it's and everybody's start like start over right hey hey rich entitled rookie Welcome to the 450 class. Jet's old school. He's going to show you how men do it. Jets and I'll be like, bro, school. you just said the exact same thing Jets about Jet old school. four That's years great, ago. Man. Yeah, but like, let's let's just dissect that a little further because he has a uh, following that is not as savvy or educated in the world. Deegan. He is. They are following. You talk about blind following. They can. They have cancel culture power over there, yes. like that number of people. <laughs> And he's not even where he's going to be. And they're not truly Moto fans. No, they're, they're dumb as hell. They're not. These clowns. No. A lot of them are not. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool because this is what we've all been asking for. Yeah, Credit for sure. to the Deegans. They actually. It, yeah. But it's coming. They did grow the sport. They they 100% did, yes. But it comes with some side effects of like, 
<laughs> things that we've seen a hundred times are like, no, that's cool. Or that's not cool. Or that's normal. Or that's not and normal. They're going to think it. You could just tell these people do not know. Yeah. No, they'll be sitting in on the yeah. start. They'll be literally having sit-ins <laughs> on the start. Like, like get off the <laughs> gate. We got, they, or they'll glue themselves to his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, that's what we're in it, for. You're right though. It's what we asked yeah. for. We want to grow the sport. Yeah. And you got to get those. And that means outside yeah. eyeballs, You right? got to get those. You know, it's what we, you know, it's not going to be our little boutique Core sport group. where everybody, yeah, yeah, gets in. Yeah, it's true. And, there, it's and true. there will be people watch the race this weekend for what they saw at the end of the race. Oh, 100%. Week. Look, you remember NASCAR in 81, whenever they had that fist fight that catapulted NASCAR yeah. into the forefront of sports? Like, yep. yeah. Don't tell me, yeah. like, I'm not sure where Feld is. And Jason, you can probably speak to this. Like, and I mean, they've showed that fist fight with Freeze and Pike. It's gotten miles well, and, and miles. Remember, Mellon came across the finish line, and there was like some kind of brawl going on. Rick Mellon, yeah, Rick Mellon. Oh, when he oh, came Dallas across, Super wait, that was a big yeah. fight. So it's yeah. that was at Houston, yeah, Dallas, bro. Oh, oh Dallas, <laughs> yeah, I knew it was Texas. <laughs> that was at, yeah, that was at Supercross. <laughs> yeah. That was at Supercross. The Supercross. At Supercross. <laughs> hey, in a movie, has to be true. It's got to yeah. be true. Tell tell Wygan about Bailey describing some race. For, you know, like oh, well, we 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 started talking, and if you want to mess with this, you feel free. But he, I said, he, we just started talking. Like we got to integrate Rick and Bad Billy into your old discussions of races. And he goes, oh, I can do that. Like so, we're just kind of casually going through our interview, and next thing you know, he's like, oh. and dude, it was just one of those days where Rick, he just had it, man. I could not get around Rick. Yeah, and Mellon was on the Mellon was on it. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those GFI races in the in the winter, and I just could not beat this guy. Oh I'm like, this is God. his year. He did it twice. He did it Another so casually, like, as you would imagine. Me. Then Mellon came that by. That is so great. Yeah, he was he was just <laughs> he didn't dazzling. even laugh or anything. No, he, he was deadpan it. and like brought it in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That is a brilliant idea. Just be like, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was like me, Johnny, Brock, uh, Bad Billy, and I think Goat Brecker. It was all of us. We're at a show. Like, <laughs> we kind of need you to do that too, Jason. And that blonde skank that you know, we all hated her, and she pops in. We're like, blonde skank. That's Judy McCormick. Yeah, is Judy the was other there. one. Yeah, yeah, the twins. The like. Yep. No, they're from. We're gonna throw that in too. Like, we all remember the Mercedes Gonzalez. Uh, and Judy McCormick, Judy McCormick duels. I mean, they were classic. Oh, the Up Judy in the hills, McCormick duels. The Spill Hills duels? Dude. <laughs> the McCormick-Gonzalez duels. We need you to do that on TV, Jason. Yeah, we need you to do Could that. Could you imagine okay, he throws in? I'm sure there's pressure, but like Bad Billy, like how do you squeeze that in? Like, Bad Billy's kind of Bad hard. Billy. you got to get Mellon's a lot easier to get in than Bad Billy. <laughs> for sure. But you can well, do that on race I, day. I will be in the booth for the Dallas race, so maybe we'll just talk about that in for this. I think yes. I think maybe that's a definitely worthy during race day. That's race day live, you could get away oh, with it. Oh, for sure. That's that's really the goal. That's I'll say definitely this: definitely the goal to confuse fans completely. What yes. what happened? There was a fight here in '86. I've I've never seen and the a guy named of it. Bear was throwing people off <laughs> yeah, the finish line. Jump. Yeah, man, that hotel used to be popping, dude. The night before, I was thinking <laughs> yes. about that. The race this weekend, and, uh, when Ricky said something about he in the, he had a bad night. Obviously, that I think his name's Jared Stapleton. He's the kid. And uh, he's a 250 guy. And yeah, uh, he went to Jaron Stapleton. Yeah, Jaron Stapleton. Yeah. J. Ron. Okay, J. Ron. Yeah. I don't know how it Jaron. is. And you got a beast. A. A. Ron. Yeah. Yes. His cousin. A. A. Ron's our points leader. A. A. Ron. <laughs> you, listen, you're going to have to beat Stewart or Carmichael to this because I know when that kid gets better and he does one thing, one of us going to be like, and there's Stapleton coming through the whoops, smooth as Tennessee whiskey. Like, <laughs> oh, you're exactly right. That's going to be the line. I can hear it dude. from one of them now. 
Neck burn. <laughs> German chocolate. Dude. Yeah. But Bailey was talking about from that night, he went into to the day that they were filming for the Winners Winner Take, take all. all. And Rick Johnson called him and goes, hey, man, they're filming this race if you want to kind of come check it out. So he goes, yeah, me and my dad popped over. And next thing you know, I'm giving them guidance of how to set up the segment. And then my dad runs back and gets me the bike. And Rick was really cool. Rick Mellon was awesome. And he goes, if you go back and look at footage from the race, Rick was all in every shot. Like literally him and Bailey were buddies that night. He's like, and Bailey won. And he's like, yeah. And he's like side by side Rick with David Mellon Bailey. Is cheering on David. Yeah, he's Bailey. in the podium shots. <laughs> oh, for real. And this is what you say, like middle of the night, like after the race? No, well, no, I'm saying they filmed some of the uh winners take the winners all take during all the day on the, race at, day. At, on, on race day. Like that morning. Oh, geez. So then David wow. comes over, kind of helps him out, and then they come back, and David yeah. races that night. And Rick and all the people hang out. The they winners stayed. take y'all people yeah, hang out, stayed. watch the race. They're on the floor. When he wins, he's, he goes, you can see him huddled up next to me in some of the shots oh, after the wow. race on the podium. I'm like, see, I've never heard of We really that. need to check this. Yeah, I want to. It'd be fun to see. Who won, Bailey or Johnson? Who Bailey won. won. Bailey won the actual Dallas the actual race. that year. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that is... For one night only, those ghosts walked amongst them. <laughs> these these characters yes. were there. Rick Mellon was next to one David night. Bailey, like a goggle guy. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. You don't have that every day. <laughs> Movie stars, man. So we that is pretty cool. You're going to get a dry race to actually call too. So my favorite, as we've gone at ad nauseum in our little text thread, I'm like, dude. Shoot me if I have to see another mud race. I will say. Are you guys surprised? Kevin is core moto guy. Oh, I guess. Announced tracks, grew up right. I am shocked. I know. I mean, his. That's progressive. His vehement hatred for mud races is inc- like he is just a downer. Like he he is his own. He cloud. is leading the he charge for dome stadiums only. I, what is this, wrong with? Why does he hate it? I so don't much? know. Yeah. And I can tell you, I've had a couple of my friends that are casual moto fans which is john and i had this discussion how odd it is that i have casual moto fans because everybody's usually rabid in or out, like yeah. i've got a, i've got one friend he went skiing with us yesterday and another guy that lives in colorado and we even talked with him about moto a little bit yesterday he's like a big baseball football guy like he's he could tell you every he knows stats he knows the, everything yeah but he also follows motocross and so we were talking about and the doesn't race ride and never and never owned a motorcycle, and so mm. we were talking about it. Big Deegan fan. Those casual, yeah, Deegan fan. And so the casual guys, <laughs> they they like the mud race. I mean, he was like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool to see the mud race. It changed things up a little bit. This, that, and other." And I said, "Kevin hates your guts. Yeah, you know that. tell me who he is. <laughs> Motocross <laughs> shouldn't even have dirt." Kevin wants it to where the tracks snap together like they're just sections, you and you haul the sections in, and they made snap out of resi together. like Travis Pastrana backflips on. Yeah, he's yeah. tired of this getting dirt and. Yeah, I turf. think you can buy it on Etsy. Somebody yeah, on Etsy yeah, and Etsy. Pinterest. Yep. Somebody yes. made a track. Four hundred and ninety nine dollars. You can get a polyester a resin, dude. They do the whole, it's in that same turf they use on football fields. What tire fields. is hooking on that poly that res tonight, bro. man? Yeah. So cool. We got a grass track for Supercross this yes, year. Yes, exactly. But you know, like like we like you all said, one race, okay. But back to back, like I just feel bad. Like Joe Shimoda, done. Season over. Over. Splash of water. You're out, yeah. buddy. Good yeah, job. Yeah, you lost about twenty five points right there. It's terrible and i know it could happen to anybody i get it but and and you're right i'm an old school two strokes forever race on sunday screw this but like that particular thing 
Not a fan of it. You know what it that. is? I think we figured this out tonight already. It's the fact that Kevin had to clean up after so many mud races in his youth. Mm. It ruined him. There could be he, he has worried it. himself sick over who scrubs the tough block covers. That's a yes. lot of work. Weed. He's like, I know that guy's still out there scrubbing those. I know he is. <laughs> and I'm like, look at how clean you get to call a race this weekend, Jason Wygant. Just take a look around and know that stuff was submerged. Dude's like having the to Titanic. armor all the dang tough block covers and make them shiny again. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dude, I didn't know um, the teams. I think we all just used a blanket statement of like, oh, the poor mechanics and the poor teams and the poor mechanics. But I didn't know the actual detail of that. I was on the rental car shuttle and the star racing guy said just to, I assumed, honestly, maybe I'm dumb, that they just went through like down to the frame every week. But they don't do that. I think it's every fourth or fifth race. So you're really only doing that three or four times in a supercross season. I didn't know season. that either. Yeah. So they had to do it after round two. And uh, Star actually said that they the, the mechanics were just going to fly home back to Florida and just, you know, go fly on Thursday and check the bikes and go racing. That's usually what they do. And they had to keep them in California all week between rounds two and three because they had to wow. do full frame down rebuilds after two rounds, which they did not plan. So that's just them. That's every team. Uh, I'm sure, okay, that was not in the plans. Um, I didn't know people had to work that much harder. Like we all say it. But I'm like, now I have an actual tangible, oh, instead of being home for four days, they had to stay in California for four extra days. Yeah. Wash bikes. These bikes. <laughs> what now about Kevin's Tough Block Joe? <laughs> tough got, Block Joe is out of gas. You're dude. getting an ulcer. Tough he, Block Joe. He was worried about how many gallons of gas through those pressure washers, just trying like crazy to keep up. And look, I have to wipe down my tough blocks. I have 13 Red Bull tough blocks that I am responsible for. So that's why you're <laughs> so. And I hate doing I hate wiping down the trailer. I don't like when bikes roll in, they're dirty. Like we have done an event in Tennessee that was the nastiest event. And I rolled everything in straight out of the mud, threw it in this trailer. And I, my OCD is like, oh, all the way get, home. I got to get this stuff out of here. I got to wipe down everything. That the was bikes. Loretta Lynn's 13. I threw everything in the camper and drove, <sighs> and you called me from the trophy presentation and i yeah i like dude you got top 10 yeah and i'm sitting there going uh hey man there's mud dripping off everything i got and it's in this was the old camper so it's dripping in my bedroom you know like that's where the bike's parked dude so i geez. know you're ocd on that kevin i just can't do it i just don't want you to lose any more sleep all right i'm gonna let it go you're I'm getting let, an ulcer there's a tough block dude the though poor guy poor tough block guy just worked himself to death in california last week he's just laying at the edge he of the just stadium fell over just dead, dead. What happened to him? Tough blocks got him. The mud race got him. Back to back mud races. Yeah. The right. loss of lives over these mud races is incredible, man. <laughs> um, it always blows my mind how many OCD people are involved in motocross. I'd say it's definitely more than half. Like, more people are neat freaks in this game than the opposite, which is very odd to me for, for a, a dirt sport that sports. we pretty much call dirt, yes. dirt bike racing. Uh, but yes, um, I'm OCD about not being OCD. Like I'm obsessively not obsessive <laughs> compulsive. But uh, yeah, I you had a half rarity. a gallon of gas from a PW that you rode up in your truck that had just spilled into the back of your Jeep when you went to Loretta's yeah. to get it serviced. And I'm like, there is literally 15 ounces of fuel in your bed of your or your. That's Jeep. not good because it's in, a Jeep. in the interior that I'm just yeah. breathing in. In, in the, the interior. interior. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Weege doesn't care. But but think about this. Like, it, it'd be different if it's 1970 where there's – the bikes are just – they're just there, – there was a motor, there was a frame, there was a seat on top of it, and there was no fairing. Like, you know what I mean? There's no body wrap. There's nothing that you need to – whatever. You had to blue jeans, out. 
leather black boots, nothing cool. Now, dude, there is so much every cool detail is accounted shit for involved in your the goggles are so badass. I could stare at badass one hundred percent or Oakley goggles or look right there. You got some Carreras, right? Yeah, those you. Carreras are not badass. Those are the most. <laughs> I'm base, kidding. I know they look like they, it's they, like a joke. It's yeah. like eyeglasses. Yeah, hey, they put look these like some, put these reading glasses. You get on. at Home Depot or something yeah. to go cut plywood with. Well, I can tell you this: when I got back into riding after many years, and I, after I, you made a wrong phone call to the wrong number, a, after I accidentally called Kyle and then bought a four fifty, then bought next a four fifty the next day. Um, I was like getting on like to buy all my gear and shit, and I looked at goggles, and I was like, "I'm gonna." I said, "I just get whatever the best." I didn't know what was gonna be the right one, so I'm like, "I'll just get the best goggles Oakley has and make sure we got it." And they were like a hundred and ninety-eight dollars. Yeah, they're two hundred dollars. Like, oh, you're like, well, dang, man. I, mean, I don't remember being quite like that. They used to yeah. be thirty for yes. Scott. Yeah. they're virtual know? reality. You have a heads-up display. They're Bluetooth. They, they monitor body goggles. temperature. And they have telemetry. I was like, I don't, I don't need a prescription. <laughs> telemetry. What? Oh, it says this jump is eighty-one yards. Go, yeah, yeah it's got a rangefinder on it, like wide golf. open. It's like freaking Kit Knight Rider in your glasses and your goggles. <laughs> Turbo boost. Now. What about you, Weeds? You just wear whatever the hell you got, like old ass mismatch and fly. Don't matter. Hundred percent. Not, and I don't mean the goggle brand. I mean a hundred percent of whatever is just around. That's what I'm wearing for that day. Uh, I've never really been able to figure out how to put tear-offs on. I've never really figured out how to be able to remove a lens to be able to clean it. Uh, so I don't know if I've ever really ridden with like a, a lens that's clear. Like, and I don't mean clear as in not tinted. I mean like that doesn't have scratches on it. Uh, yeah, it's just you're like part of me the deal though. when you're obsessively compulsive about not being obsessively compulsive. You're like <laughs> me. Like, it doesn't slow me down. I'm, I'm not. I would be. It actually does. It really. The goggle thing in particular really does suck. I mean, we all know that gear looks cool, but I don't know if the colorway really has an impact on how you ride. But being able to see out of the goggles does matter. I just don't have the organizational skills to do anything about no, it. No, you're Basic, at, just licking a pair of lens. You you're looking at it all wrong from another slow guy, man. You got to embrace that you can't really see the stuff, and it keeps you from overcorrecting on all yeah, the there's no stuff. There. I don't know. Lack <laughs> of vision. I don't know what you, I'm seeing. When you're not using that vision, you, you're you're probably a lot smoother than you would be. If you're if you're <laughs> allocating other body functions yeah. to other places rather than vision, mm. it might make you stronger. Yeah. You can send energy other ways. Jason, you hey, ever clean some iridium goggles with some brake parts cleaner? Like Kevin? I don't know. I, I really don't know how to clean um, anything. Okay. So my computer screens, like uh, windshield in my car, like Motor if oil. I wipe anything, I just create smears. Create so I just more don't do smears. It. Hey, yes. you're, yes. I'm, we're, we're together. I, last time we were riding, I had on two different gloves. And I, luckily, I had on a, I had a right and a left, and not just two rights or lefts. Right, so, the, the mismatched, but right in the back lefts. of the palm. Yeah, yeah. So I pull up, and John's like, "Hey, man, that's a cool set of gloves." I said, "I know, I got another set, just like I'm at home." <laughs> he does. One's blue, one's red, something like that. Black and red. Hey, remember those JT gloves from the '80s that were plastic on the on the back? Yeah, hell yeah. Pa, I want to uh, see somebody use those. Right-handed on the left hand, flip them upside down. Yes, you're riding on plastic yeah. with one hand. They're not Paul Tectors, that's Fox. But yeah, yeah, I was thinking of, that's what I was trying to figure. I still, I still have some Paul Tectors with the plastic For on sure. the back. Absolutely. That's classic times. Um, I was dinking around on um, eBay uh, because we did have the 50th anniversary race, and I wasn't sure if they were going to ask us to wear retro attire or whatnot. So I did. I'd never done this. I'd never gone on eBay and just typed in like, you know, I typed in like yeah. AXO. It's or, there. Or like. 
yeah, Fox Protector. Dude, there's so much stuff out there. And it is, and I guess this is the way all the collectors in the world are, but there's so many things where I'm like, dude, that was so normal and cheap back then. And now it's like, oh my God, I could have this. It was so normal. <laughs> but yeah. now you're like, I can't even imagine what it would be like to hold a pair of these gloves. Oh, they would feel archaic. Yeah, like an HRP yeah, set yeah, like, man. You're like, what is this? Like, <laughs> Yeah. But it's, jar it's jarring to be like, hey, wait, this used to be just, I could just go down to my dealership and yeah, buy it. Yeah, they had tons it. of and them now on the shelf, like, would, right? Yeah. And now it's like, you would pay $300 just to be like, oh my God, it exists for real. Just to it, be it around. It becomes like a shrine. Yeah, an Axo corduroy just... hat. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, any of those. And dude, it's all out there. It, it's it's shocking how much. I was picking Axo specifically because they're pretty much not around. So I'm like, it's like a neutral brand. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, nobody's going to call you and complain. Yeah, why are you trying to represent this? Yeah. Showing favoritism <laughs> to Jim Hill. And it's, it's only old school. Like it only exists in the past. Man. Um, and I was like, damn, dude, all this stuff that I wanted then is available. It's just, why would I pay $500 for this twill jacket? <laughs> yes. Twill. That's a that's an angle I've never thought of. Like, you're you're trying to participate in the 50-year anniversary, and you've got to think about the politics mm -hmm. of what vintage junk you throw on yeah, you just like to that. participate. Yeah. I never even thought about that. That was that's a like that. I'm like... Hmm. There's no one that complained about AXO because they're not a competitor yes. to anybody. You wow. should have just thrift stored it yeah. and got like a 1974 uh, sport jacket of some kind. Like, yeah, just pull the suit. old Art Ekman. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Poly yeah. Polyester, yeah. polyester suit of it's some sort. There. Larry Myers. Hey, and speaking of Art Ekman, dude, this is your shot to be the voice of Supercross. Have you put any thought into like what you remember as a kid? Like, we all know what that guy was <clears throat> Larry Huffman, Dave Despain, Larry Myers. Like, you're that dude. That, is that. Does that trip you out a little bit? No pressure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I thought about it a lot for a long time. But oddly, uh, lately, I think it was like, I kind of knew this is probably the way it was uh, headed. And I, I just have to say right here, like, if Daniel Blair doesn't decide to walk away from this job for whatever reason he did, they, I probably just continue to be the motocross guy and just do some spot supercross stuff here and there. So thank you, Daniel Blair, for mm -hmm. opening the door. He was awesome. He left. Uh, so once that happened, I'm like, ah, this is probably the direction I'll go, but I'll just sit here and wait. Um, sometimes the more you, uh, struggle, the tighter the ropes get. So I'm like, I'm not going to bother anybody. I'm just going to sit here and see what happens. But when I got the call, I kind of expected it. And, uh, it hasn't hit me like that. Like I've been planning to do this for 20 some years and what would it actually be like? Mm -hmm. Now we're only a few days out. Um, I used to think about that stuff a lot, but I think now I'm just like, Dude, it's not a celebration. You just have to, it's just a job. You just have to go in and do it. And um, this is actually cool. You guys will like this. When we had the first uh, SMX round uh, in September, um, everybody was so hyped up on like, this is new. This is different. This is exciting. It's new. It's different. It's exciting. It's new. It's different. It's exciting. And everybody's all hyped up. And at one point, actually, it was Carmichael. This is awesome. He's like, hey, you guys are acting like uh, everyone would when we'd go to motocross the nations and everyone would be too pumped up and trying to do too much. And the whole thing is like, you're already doing the best you can all the time. Like, don't try to do more, like just ride like you normally do. That's why you got picked for the team. And I was like, damn, that's some good advice. Like just yeah. do the same thing you've already been doing. Like, it's not like you're putting in half effort right. the rest of the year. Um, so maybe it's that too, where I'm just like, this is not, um, yeah. I'm an encyclopedia and I'm going to show everybody all my knowledge. It's just do the job the best way you possibly can. I used to think about that stuff, but uh, 
this is just reality now, I yeah. guess. Just do it. I guess I, I, I thought of it more because like art's passing and we've all really given a lot of thought to it. And it was right in my sweet spot of what Supercross was and how important it was to yep. me and how I lived and died yep. off of everything they said. So, and I'm not saying, oh, yep. Reed, you got to be better. No, you, you're here for a reason. So you've done the work and you you're, good. you're, you're yeah. the guy. You're, you're perfect for it. But I'm just, I was just like, Really, it's just got to be really cool when you just kind of sit back to yourself. You're, I don't even think your wife would appreciate it. And probably not many people would appreciate it, like except you and a handful of people that go, man, I am about to do what five people have done. You know, not yeah. many people have done and do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, this isn't even right, like, uh, you know, there's 30 MLB teams, right? So there's 30 play-by-play guys for starters or multiple, and there's a radio guy, and yeah, maybe some guys does half the games and the other guy does half. There could be 50. Right. Sure. There could be just in, in baseball alone, there could be 50 full time normal MLB play by play guys, maybe 60. Um, yeah. This sport, you often only have one. So it's not something I take lightly. I try to say to myself, but, you know, I get in this discussion with the racers all the time, and I don't even think they realize what I'm trying to say to them. But we all look at, you know, a, having a factory ride and being paid to race motorcycles is like the coolest thing ever, right? It's what everyone. Mm-hmm. as kids aspired to be, right? But I don't think they're feeling it when they're in it. I mean, you think Eli Tomac right now is at any point oh my God. saying to himself, Dude, this is crazy. you know what, man? I'm making like $2 million a year to race motorcycles. No, he's just like, I'm freaking 18 points back or whatever it is, and I got to <laughs> yeah. get, yeah, I haven't even won. I didn't get on the podium last week. It's just, it's just, I think to do the job properly, you almost can't do yeah. that, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I wish those guys could. I think they get better at it as they get older, uh, enjoying that part. But I don't know. It's just, you're just a, you're just surrounded by all these driven people that I almost think can't do it. Yeah, and you maybe can't. they will when they retire one day. Maybe they'll they'll have that reckoning. I yeah, I hope so too because they had it as a child, and hopefully you circle back. You to see it. some athletes though that are that like you're start. I feel like you're seeing more now that appreciate the fact that they're in it. You know what I mean? And maybe it's the fact that every pro athlete probably has a, you know, therapist, sports psychologist. Well, if they got a good mom or dad to go, hey, you listen here, like Charles Barkley, yeah. Barkley's mom. How would, how, would he, how would they say it? It's terrible now. You know, you're playing basketball. You're terrible. Terrible. But I just, I imagine his mother would slap him around. Like, I remember that story of Charles and Shaq getting into a altercation yeah. at a game. Then Charles's mom calls or Shaq's mom calls him and then puts Charles's mom on three-way Whoa. and says, listen here, oh, you no go way. to apologize to Charles next game. Yeah, that's right. You don't be hitting on my boy. Like He didn't know that his mom and Charles's mom were best buddies, they're and they talking. set him straight. Wow. Like, that little five-foot-nothing mom amazing. set that seven-foot man but right back. It, wow. I think about like, you see athletes now kind of like Gronkowski. Gronkowski knew what he was doing. He was having fun. He was the best in the game. And yeah. that, that dude was having a blast. Yes. And you, you hope know? that they can, right? They I mean, appreciate it. It's this very short time when you're at the tip of the yeah. sport. I know. Unless you're an announcer, and Which, then you're going to be an announcer for 50 for 25 years. 25 years. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I need to enjoy it. Uh, I got plenty of time. There's nothing. I have no pressure. Yeah. yeah. We're here you for don't. Decades. No, you're you here were... forever. But no, think about this, Weege. Yeah. We, we said this uh, about our Ekman. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. you have these favorite sports moments where um, you can picture a a picture from a magazine or you can picture, you know, something about that visually. But for us, man, art, uh, he called things in a way that we remember what he said 
along with that motocross action picture or whatever. Yeah, he's just part of the moment as we've the got guy like, racing or the got event. His call in yep. our head. I, I wonder if a good like, announcer is if he if he knows when to lay out, he knows how to. Well, you put let on Instagram this week about, and it might have been Larry Myers or Larry Huffman, Huffman Huffman saying that back wheel's wobbling like the back end of a San Diego stripper at a nightclub yeah. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I mean, yep. what a description, right? So, like, you might be, you your voice might be tied. Oh, it will for to sure. current fans' memories sure. one day, and they'll be like, "Man, you remember that time?" The Vin Scully of yes. Jason Wygant. You might have that. You might have some saying you throw down one day. No, it has happened. The uh, the Chad Reed Shatterpole. I yeah, mean, for sure. Uh, no, the, I'm not kidding. Like kids come up, like they they can repeat all those words because it's viral clip, right? So it just they just watch it. Every, they've all watched it three thousand times. Yes, and they can repeat that whole forty five second segment from him crashing to getting up. And, uh, yeah, it does happen. How cool is and, that? Uh, it, Dave Despain is actually, I think, to me, was always the best at that because uh, they're all calling the action per se, but he could also put, like, this poetic and, um, like, oh, there's so many ones I remember. So, for example, the Bradshaw not winning the title at L.A. in 92. I can tell you everything he said at that one. And one of the interesting things he said, he's like, this is not what anyone expected. If someone had told you that Damon Bradshaw would crash this one away, everyone would have believed you. But no one thought Damon Bradshaw would just come out and be mediocre. But that's yeah. what happened. And I'm like, wow, that's well said. Yep. Nobody thought Bradshaw would just get fifth. He's either going to win or that's crash. Wild. But instead, yeah. he was just mediocre. And I'm like, yeah, who thinks that of is those so words, well right? said. And I'm like, I will never forget that he's – dude, this, that's a 32 years ago. Right. <laughs> and I remember saying yes. that. Yeah, and you know exactly how it sounded. And I, yeah, uh, and it was such yep. a pivotal moment in the Supercross series and Bradshaw's career and Jean-Michel Bell trying to go so slow to help him trying out. Trying to yes. help his he competitor. Could, he's not, like, I got to go, man. I just got to Not go. his teammate. Yeah, trying to so, help the competitor, man. Pretty pretty right. wild. And you were, Do you remember that? And then it's like that for all sports. Um, I can tell some calls from Yankees World Series that Kevin will not want me to talk about right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. But I can remember the call of these big moments. So yes, but I have to think again. That's just going to happen. You know, yeah. I don't need to. Uh, no, you plan don't have to dial it, it yeah, up. You know. just be you, and these kids will come yeah. up and recite what you said on a forty-five second <laughs> yeah. clip. Right? Pretty, pretty, pretty wild. Pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, well, but the main thing is, I always say, nobody's buying. No one's buying tickets, or even turning on the show for the announcer. So you try to keep that. You better tell Wes Kane that, bro. Well, it is like that. I think some of the guys uh, try to go extra, extra over the top, and that is what Wes Kane is awesome at. And the role he is hired for, yeah, it yeah. is good, but that's not the role that I'm asked to play. No, they don't need that on TV. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that 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 definitely won't change. So is not about you. And I I explain quite often, you know, even when I do the podiums at Loretta's, you know, that's not the same guy you're getting on this show right now. Like my goal is not to be funny. Not to tell interesting stories. That is the rider's chance. It could be their only chance ever to do that. So I am not there to steal the show from them and what could be their only podium that ever mattered in their life. So I'm just robot vanilla guy and the stage is yours. And I yeah. think you got to know your, uh, your place sometimes. Okay. You know, talking about Bradshaw and Bale and him trying to slow down and help him make that. This yeah. is changing the subject a little bit, but that just – Think about how, like now, people get so twisted up about, oh, their teammates. He shouldn't do that with his teammate. Well, he should have. Oh, Chase dude. Sexton, right here. He let 
yeah, cussing I mean, her by and yeah, yeah. I mean and that this created is, heat. this is this is Dude. an individual sport. You know what I mean? Like it's and people get so twisted about oh that's his teammate. It happens in F one like weekly though, Jason. Right? Yeah, F one is like those guys are they the the F one teams like you watch that show they crash each other all the time. Or they're just like he's going to win today. <laughs> Max will win today. Yeah. Or yeah. they'll tell him to pull over. Box, yeah. Box. Pull over. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it doesn't matter all that much here. But I feel like a lot of times, hey, we're just reaching, just reaching for a little extra drama if we can find it. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only time the teammate thing is probably talked about. You're right. Yeah, probably so. More than it should because it doesn't really mean. That but much. even casual fans, like I hear people talk about it, and they're like, "Well, man, this is teammate." Well, dude. They don't realize. Yeah, oh. they, they race they're each other. They're not pulling over, helping each other. Yeah, no. they're just no. they're just doing the best they can. I even push back when uh, I hear people say like, you know, this team. Well, that's the team's A rider, and that's the team's B rider. And I'm like, dude, they got two riders. Yeah. The goal is for both of them to be as good as they can possibly be. We yeah. ain't got time to make one better because any one of them's a torn ACL for being done for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying as hard as they can. With everybody, whether it's the dudes riding together at Baker's, our goal is to have all four be as good as they can be, whether it's the team and the bike and the parts. Uh, I think people would be surprised how little when they're in the trenches they even think about that. They're just like, uh, what do you need? We'll try to help. Either one of you. (laughs) There's not all these team, well, this is for this guy and this is for that. Because ultimately, okay, we'll just pick one team. If you have Sexton and Plessinger, what is the goal? Beat the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. Both of you. Get a KTM on the top. Yeah, and they're like, man, I can't believe he won on that B bike we had for him. We let we had less horsepower. We give we give all the good horsepower to Chase and he still won. They used to say, who was it that didn't get the factory parts because Eli was getting them on his own Cowie? What remember that rumor? So like, hey, he's yes, got... that was the rumor that because Eli was leaving, they weren't giving him. Oh, that's the what. Good it, parts. Okay, Eli did right. not have yeah, the good yeah. parts because he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, what would be better for Cowie? Win. Yes. Win, win the title or not. Yeah. <laughs> right? And well, he, get... he won the last race, too. Like... Right. Yeah, you don't get the good stuff. I, I won on a stock bike, man. Yeah. This guy screwed me. Yeah. yeah. And, Eli won and you're that right. Last, he did. Don't... He actually won the last race. Right. The last round of the year. Yeah. On a totally so stock bike, evidently. He bought that bike. He <laughs> yeah. go on buy a bike. It. Evidently, he was on a totally <laughs> stock bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't care. I mean, Sexton, I think, was leaving for a long time. Not necessarily signed, but I think people knew his mind was made up. For sure. But, I mean, meanwhile, he wins the Supercross title. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't – I know that Tomac got hurt, but it wasn't like Honda was giving up. Like, they were still giving him yeah, test days they and had. Let's try this, Here, Chase. Let's see if this setting's yeah. better. Give let's, Jet and Hunter yep. all the really good 450 parts on their 250. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're, we're, There's a lot less – um thinking i think that goes into it i think it's just Us head down dummy it's just effort. Every yeah, day? just How effort just keep That's trying it. and we're, we're a couple months trying. away from anybody ever saying that it was because eli got hurt again yeah you know what i mean like that's that memory will fade pretty quick you For know sure. yeah. as soon as yeah, eli retires so. um, you know yeah yeah in the end i mean look even this week with the discussion of Anderson and Jet, Anderson is going to be constantly referred to as he's a former champion. He's a former champion. He's a yep. former champion. Yeah. No one cares how or where or when. You just know he did it. He did it. So, yeah, yeah you're gnarly. right. Eventually, you just get that label and you're good. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, yep. do you ever uh, – do you remember meeting Kevin Kelly? I do. How, yeah. 
Anything yeah. like your was, first uh, impression? I, Supercross, when... I think 2000. I think so. Um, God, 24 probably years. Probably in the press box. And then yep. I don't know how. We, we hit it off so well in the press box that I know we were driving to an after party together. I mean, we didn't even know each other. I, how is this possible? Like when opening. <laughs> oh, you look like you're safe. Again. Let's ride together, bro. Yeah, DC introduces I, I swear me. that's how it went down. What's that? Yeah, DC said, yeah, man, this is Jason or blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, we stood in the exact same place. Didn't move. Yep. We started yep. talking about the exact same things, like uh, like the thing, yeah. the dumb shit from '89, the Supercross series, the same things that I keyed on. He was like, he was bringing up the exact same things that me and Joey laughed about. Okay. Yeah. Very intricate little things from the broadcast. I'm like, okay, this is it's like talking this, to your twin brother dude, or something. Right here, yeah. yeah. He was in khakis with a blue. I swear, we drove shirt. to the after party together. And we didn't. Opening ceremonies had not met. End of the night, going to that. Going party. to the party together. Yep. Wild. In our, I swear it was our, like that. In our first race we ever worked together in Houston, Texas, we had one bed. Oh, was that? That's not at Supercross. No, four-stroke nationals. Okay. That's we, that for all you people that yeah. don't believe in love at first sight. You no, know, I'm here to prove you wrong. So you guys, your first uh, time working together was a four-stroke national? Yes. It was. Kelly Smith ranch. probably tearing it up. Who was it? Who was the – you remember anybody? No, it was the Spud Walters yeah. and uh, Lance Smell or, uh, Paul Carpenter. So yeah. is that considered Those like an East Coast? Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, you well, remember they used to have yeah, like they had, they had the Eastern. Stroke, this was Don Schneider's Western Four Stroke National. Western. The big. Okay. This is oh, the okay. big one. The big one. Yes. Yeah, in Floresville, and then uh, Lynn Nickerson was there helping us announce. And uh, yep, we got our hotel room. We got we got set up and like, all right, we got you all set up in a king or a, a king. We're like a couple of kings. are like, no, a king. We're like, <laughs> God, dude, all right, whatever. So you you slept <laughs> with him that early in the relationship? 100%. Straight up, we, got after. We, it. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, you saw God. how quickly we moved from meeting each other to, to yeah. just going, going to, to parties. Party yes. you, can't, I, yeah. you can't stop that train when it starts rolling, no. bro. No. I woke up, and he's wearing my jersey, cooking my eggs. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you didn't think once you should call him a no, skank? No, it said Kelly on the back, and he's literally no no pants, just a long Nothing, jersey. Just a long jersey. How do you like your eggs? In the bed with me. See, I would have called him a skank. I, I, you know, I, he might have came around on me, but I'd be like, dang, this dude. He Too just easy. slept with me. He's wearing know. my shirt. This is going to be to- this is probably even going to be not as weird as that, but weird. I don't. Where did we go, Kevin and Jason? Me, you, and Kevin had a hotel room, and Kevin and I slept in that. We did it. We weren't all three of us in one bed. We had two beds, <laughs> but somebody slept. Was with it? Somebody. Did you go to Anaheim 05 with us in the rain? Me and we, me and Nick were at that race. And I'm just wondering, were you a part of that? Uh, I was there. I don't know if I cannot remember what race you're talking about. I mean, might have been, been San Diego. I, when San Diego yeah, was, I was there. We did a Red Bull Ooh, thing in San, San Diego. Diego. Yep. Yeah, and that so could be it. that's we're it. In that the, could be it. We're in the room, and you're you're not going to remember this because I think you were probably freaking sleep sitting up or something like that. It's just sleeping sitting. I, up. You know, we just there's a lot of uh, sleeping on top of my laptop while I'm still trying to type. <laughs> yeah, we were, a lot of that. We were. Yeah. I don't know what happened, and you were asleep and. Like you sat straight up in your bed, like you're in the bed. Kevin and I were in the bed next to you, and you sat straight up in your bed and just looked around like Debo in Fridays. <laughs> oh God! Weird. I think he was out of it. Yeah. And I looked at, I just looked at Kevin. He was having we, night terrors. And we just went, eh, went back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> we're he trying to make me. out, Weege. Yeah, I think you were mad that you that it wasn't you in the bed with yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still over here, guys. I don't think uh, has Kevin told you what else happened at that uh, that first race we announced in Texas. What also no. went down? Of course not. He oh. likes to hide. So we get we we get super lost. I don't even know where we're trying to go. I just know it's like was it going to the airport? We got to, super to, lost to the hotel. 
Okay, we got lost going to the hotel. I just know it was at night. Yeah, we're so coming we from the race lost. to the hotel. Can't find it. No That's GPS. It yeah, this is before GPS. We're totally screwed. I never. I think it's the first time I was ever in Texas. We're super lost, and uh, we don't know where we're going. And now it's like one in the morning. And then Kevin decides, "Hey, man, you ever do like an e-brake slide in a car? I heard with these rental cars, you could just do it." So he just starts doing it, and then we get pulled over. <laughs> oh my so, gosh! So, hey, look, I'll correct a lost. little bit of that. We made it to the hotel room, and I was like, "Hell yeah, we made it to the hotel!" And I was oh, like, "Dude, oh, let's okay. do a rally lap around this place. Let's just give it the business." <laughs> yeah, we haven't been in the car <laughs> long enough, so <laughs> we go around this thing. We yeah. do a couple of rally laps. How'd that and, go? When you, <laughs> yeah, when you get on the brakes like that, <laughs> and then we do this e brake uh, slide, and here you go, Weege. Yep. Then the uh, lights turn on, and Kevin is like, "Oh, I'm done now." Uh, I did it now. I'm done. So yeah. uh, he gave us a real – I mean, this is Texas, right? So this is not good. Son, uh, was it like yep. a Marshall or something? Hey, you really boys cool done got yourself in a heap of cowboy trouble. hat thing. Yeah. 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 Where's the balladeer? Yeah. So he tells us, uh, oh, you boys are from out of state, huh? We're like, yeah. He's like, man, it's Saturday night, Sunday morning. I mean, we Judge can't process don't get in out of state Monday. license until Monday morning. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. I'm like, we got flights like, in the morning. No, you don't anymore. He's like, no, you don't. You, you're not. You can't leave until Monday when the courthouse opens. Um, so he just gave us a scare for as long as he could, and the guy acted dead serious. And then I guess he was just screwing with us to teach us a lesson. Was that what he was doing? He was exercising his power. I'm just joshing you. He no. brought another dude. They all pull. There's By two God, more. God, I need backup. There, they. I'm sure they wanted to run our license, make sure we weren't whatever, and they're like. I said, we got flights early in the morning. No, you don't. Judge so we comes hear in on you two Monday. guys yep. are sharing a room up there. Yeah. Did you ride we a don't KD? like your kind <laughs> He's in this like, town. you got you a KD-80 back home, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Grew up on a goddamn KD-80. We ain't having no arson in this town. No. The clerk at the hotel just called the police and said, we got two dudes sleeping in the same bed. Come and get them. Yep. Two guys wanted one room, man. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so he, he ultimately lets us go. and But I remember as the That's light, not the, cool, the car was not even stopped shaking. It was like, <laughs> and my, my car's still in, and then the lights go, <laughs> like it happened yeah. like that. God, it was it like, was. like it SWAT was. team style, dude. <laughs> that you just is, said it's still it illegal. It's so, a renter car. So they were obviously it's across not... the street watching us go, <laughs> Just yeah, he's just over a there. A couple of laughs. He goes, well, look, look at these dumbasses. Dumb like, dumb it's pitch dark. They're like, look at these guys. You can see the orange glow. All right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not illegal to do that in a rental car. I mean, they should. There's... I've never uh, seen it in a rental agreement. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I don't think it was the rental car point. I think it was the that's <laughs> reckless driving point. I think it's the issue there, regardless of who owns the vehicle. Yeah, the quality in folks weren't happy with it. I picture him. he had like a stick, like walking tall, and he just rolls in there. So and he pops yeah. the rear end of the, oh, it looks like a headlight's out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. One king oh, bed, boy. huh? <laughs> All right, baseball practice is wrapping up here, boys. Yes, perfect, right perfect. We'll uh, we'll end it with you, Jason. Best of luck to you this weekend in the booth. We will be texting you and bothering you, and I'll just see how late you respond into the game. Hopefully it doesn't snow or hurricane or anything for this Hell. race. Kevin will have a nervous breakdown if it, the weather changes uh, at all. Just step in and help that yeah, tough block. you're right, dude. for his sake. For, for the tough sake, block like, scrubber guy. Yeah. <laughs> tough block Joe. Yes. Hey, tough block Joe. that dude out, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just you're right. Actually, for Kevin's sake, let's just we can't have this. He's no. 
it's i mean he was so crushed after just one of them and then i'm like oh and then no there's poor two guy. and he wants to they ride the held, sport off he's they, out they screaming in the front yard at the beginning opening ceremonies at uh, san diego <laughs> they were just like and this is uh, not actually a memoriam. It's just our thoughts are with Kevin Kelly, who's so sad. Who's struggling. Over another mud race. He's just, if we could just get some thoughts and prayers, this is not uh, about mortality. No one is sick or anything. This but he's hates. just so sad. And then at the very end, it goes, this message brought to you by the local KDA Owners Association. Of the world. Yeah. Some <laughs> shit like that. And yeah. some kid goes, ha ha, queer. Like that. <laughs> That's their slogan. <laughs> All right. We'll let you go, buddy. Best of luck uh, this weekend. Have some fun. Yeah, appreciate it. I uh, can't believe the day's here. There um, you go. Could have happened any time within the Congrats. last um, 20 years, but uh, it's finally now. The get, ladder does get, have runs. Get that tweed jacket and that black turtleneck handy like the Art Ekman special. That's the throwback oh, yeah, you run, bro. That's yep, the timeless yep. classic. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yep. Hello. Thanks, boys. All right, buddy. Have a good one. See you. See you, bro. Yep. Thanks. Right, yeah. Uh, yes, I, uh, Jeremy, I noticed you and you with your shirt off. I've got to get my buddy Chris Williams. What if that was his throwback? He announced just like uh, Art in Art's outfit. And if, if he came with like a horrible, you know, those terrible like blonde surfer wigs. Yes, yeah. it's awful. It's, you tell it's so <laughs> He got black sideburns oh, poking out. so good. God, yeah. that would have been a gnarly throwback. That would have been like, the best. Created. Can't top it. Nobody would get over it. They It'd would be... get it too. If he just walked around with a long silver ESPN old school mic. Yeah. The checkers. And he's holding it way low because it's so long. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Bob mics. Barker length. Yeah. Super long and skinny. But God. That, that's that, that tweed. Like he always had a tweed jacket. Or did, and then like some sort of. And it had elbow pads. Man. Oh yeah, the, the patches sewn in there for yeah, sure. Yeah, you never knew you could get drag on the elbows. Yeah. I, I remember oh, the first Supercross uh, internet broadcast they did way back. This is like '97, way early, and it's like uh, Jeremy. I noticed uh, in the pits you had your shirt off. You look very fit, and I will never forget. I was like, Oh my God! <laughs> did you hear me and Joey yeah. Casey? Like, did you hear that? Of that. all the things he could have said, uh, though, Jeremy yeah. in the pits. I noticed. Your physique very was very And his dialed. voice is obviously I'm doing it. It's, it's super No, nice. that's the best way to do but it. But like Chris Williams does such a good impression because Chris had to work with Art, and he would have to call him like, Art, we got to get up, we got to go to the stadium, that kind of stuff. He would call him and goes, uh, hello. Like he would answer the phone totally with sleepy, super raspy, just, yeah. dry cigarette cleared voice. cleared his throat yet. Uh, are you down there getting the Continental, or uh, what are we doing? <laughs> Every time he answered the phone, hello, this is Art Because <laughs> if we got to order the food. Hello, I, friend. If it's a Continental or a Dunyard. Yeah, so I'll have to get Chris on just to call us cheese. hear his freaking voice, his, his artist. That's awesome. Jam up. So we didn't really talk about the race much, but that was a good race. Yeah, it was a good race. And hey. then Plessinger, who's been on the show, wins. That's awesome. That's, uh, that was Good He's gotten cool. really close, you know. They yeah. he, that that other one was was last lap. Yeah, Detroit led it to the end, right. and it's like, dang, you know. And heck, nobody had him holding the red plate in our discussions. Like we didn't think. Well, no. Blessinger will probably be leading. the Nobody series. had him in fantasy. You know, he he'd whatever. be leading the series anytime now, right? Yeah. But dude, it's not. Uh, nothing is. You can't count on anything. I mean, Chase is one point back. Yeah, and with. Think They'll take that too. if they if you said, "Hey man, here's uh, where we're gonna be." I could at. give the red plate to Plessinger and Chase. You be what about, one point What back. if I win and then yeah. you like finish second? <laughs> no about, man, we no, can't you, do that. Yeah, no, can't I gotta win every no. time. You can't do that. That's but what I thought Diablo too. and Magic Man. <laughs> but it, 
again, Roxon may have been at times two times the fast. He should have won maybe yes, two races. I, yeah. Yeah. So he, we still don't know anything, he, which he is should awesome. have been two out of three probably. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also Cooper Webb, who will be on the show next week. Yeah. Well, this smells Cooper, a lot like his championship year. Cooper could have won two out of these three races, or got second and almost won that one. Yes, this past week he's right there too. Oh, if he had a guy, I mean, he he. Let me tell you, you don't count him out. Ever he's a racer. No, lap. he's a closer, dude. He he's a, a racer. He if he's a, within five, if he's in the same area code, I don't know how he does it. It is magic. But that guy sniper. is so badass on the yeah. last few just laps, like so. that. I'm I, I'm. And people are like, man, you, uh, we used to get this shit from other people. Like, oh, man, you guys just hang on to everybody's jocks. A, I don't dislike anybody that races dirt bikes. I don't understand why they want you to hate. Well, you guys just, you're so easy on this guy. I'm like, what, do, do yeah, you want me never I've to get interviewed? I like, hated. No, I, and, and do never... you want me never to be able to interview another guy again? Like, just talk yeah. shit about him? Like, oh, well, I guess he's never coming on. I hate that That's guy. dumb. That's yes. dumb. But I have always been a huge Cooper Webb fan. Yeah. I just I and it's because well, of he his, probably called all his mini bike stuff. Yeah, like right? he, well, I did everybody. Like, everybody out there right now, no doubt, yeah. a million times I've called their names, but not mm-hmm. even that. It's just Cooper's. He he changed the narrative on how a race ends. Like most of the time, when you get past, you lose. That dude can latch on like nobody I've and ever wait, seen and, and just, wait you out. Yes, and then t- I don't. He pulls the trigger. It, it just comes out of nowhere. Yes. Like, You'll be like, he's five seconds back, and he's two seconds. He's in the frame. How oh did he my get God, in the shot? He is. You yeah. think the race is over. He did that th- this past weekend at least twice. I'm like, oh, man, it's over. It's out to five again. Then he's right back again. You just, see him in the frame before the announcers. Yes. Yeah, so like, hey, he's. You're like, hey. There he is. Hey, talk about him. Cooper's there. Yeah. I liked when he pulled the trigger on Roxon in that last turn, hits the finish line, looks back, and gives him the double shot with the revolver. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, some people think. That's cocky or whatever, but I think for him, he has to have to that. just deliver like that. He was just doing his thing, man. I guarantee he didn't go when I pass him. I'm going to do go this. No, that's look the back. emotion. That's it like, was just emotion, and he got him. I'm love telling it. you this. And if Kenny would have done, I'd been stoked for Kenny. Yeah, I loved it, man. People don't know, like they're not in that position. You know, like then they say, "Oh, this sucks. This sucks." I mean, if I were that good at anything, I'd be a problem. I would, would be a. Hate you would hate guts. me. <laughs> You would, yeah. I would talk mad shit. I can I'm be terrible. a complete dick, and I'm not good at anything. No. Well, and think about I've this. slapped a guy on a basketball court in a ch- men's church league. <laughs> I'm like, and I had, I'm like, what are you doing? Like when it's over, so he's gonna learn today. He's gonna learn today, Mount Perrin, baby. I'm fitting to light these boys up for twelve and ten. Yeah, forget dog. dinner on the grounds, dog. I'm worried about this guy fitting to dunk on this dude, dude. I, so I give so much leeway to dumb teenage or twenty year old kids in the heat of moment with. I money don't have on a problem line. with any of that. I, I can remember years it's the ago. The heat of racing when, uh, and Kevin will remember this because he was a region. Tennis champ at Lithia Springs High I'm not School. Bragging, but still has, didn't want to say you know, much. About so, it, I don't have. Yeah, we don't want to talk about. You it. need a belt buckle. Yeah. So, but I can remember way back then, Monica Sellis, and this was big money back then, and it's nothing for a tennis player now. But she won Wimbledon, and she made like four million dollars the year before, and she was seventeen, and wow. somebody was like giving her shit because she was didn't talk to the media, or they were like, oh, she was an asshole. And I was thinking. If if I was seventeen, you gave me four million dollars. Yep, paid like, it for you, cause I got places to be. I'm jerking now. Yeah, my Broke. mom would have to. Yeah. My mom and dad would have whooped my ass into shape. That's the only saving grace. They yeah, they would have. Mr. Black would have been but like, they would have called you just like Shaq's mom. You dumb yeah. ass. Uh-uh. But after I'd already screwed after up. After you already said it. Yeah. yeah. Like, All right, I'm sorry, y'all. My mom calls it. I got to. <laughs> I got to do. That's the way it would have went down. So. 
have fun riding dirt bikes, man. I got no problem with none of that, dude. Yeah. yeah. And, and dude, and these guys that give dudes shit like RJ and uh, Smith and those dudes for riding the 250 class, what do you want them to do? Like they what, won't have a job. Okay, otherwise. so yeah, you back home. I hate you, it when too, you're in that manager's position making whatever hundred grand a year, you should step down. Yeah, because you've been there for ten years and yeah. let somebody. Let somebody you need else to let it. these other guys. That's come the through. dumbest. Or that's a great analogy, right that's there. The dumbest argument. You're in management level at you've a certain it. level, and, this, and you're getting older, but you're you didn't move up. Either. Skill set's still there. You do a you good job. You stayed right where you're at, doing a good job, making your big salary or whatever. Yeah, you should just retire and let somebody else do it. Yeah, and stop making money. That no one would choose that, right? They would all take that manager job as not long retire, as it's right. You quit your job and then have to go do something Correct, else. Correct. Go figure something else out, or go buy your motor, go buy motorcycles, and go race out of back. The of original truck. intent of the Dave Coombs, you know, East West, I believe, isn't there anymore. Because of these guys that are able to stay in the 250 class and and have families and yeah. you know it's not kids, um, I I agree that that original intent is not there, but it is not the athlete's fault. No, no, they it can't help not, it. That's where their job is. And if you didn't, you're gonna you're gonna wind up having one class. Yeah, you know what I mean. At least run we, what you brung, brother. I mean, yeah. yeah we, what are we, we gonna do? At least do? we get to see two classes now. I I enjoy watching all the race, and, and I don't want it to be just 450s. And it's still there that the 450 class is a little, um, it's still more special, more elite. You can see it on the screen, especially in that mud race. The 450 dudes went faster. They looked faster. Yeah. Maybe they got more horsepower, whatever. It's a different skill set, too, it's man. It's just a di- you're, you're you riding a different You see those 250 guys on practice, they'll qualify within yeah. three 100s of the 450 guys. Mm-hmm. But do it at, well, they're A, they're racing earlier in the night, tracks better. Yeah. Those 450 guys, it is chewed up by the time they get there. And you have five, four or five guys you got to deal with. Yeah, that four fifty class, go tangle with AC well, or Justin Barsha right here of all the former champions. AC or Anderson, you ain't gonna rifle through them, and it's way harder. And yeah, the they'll fight you until the absolute. They're badasses. They yeah. are all champions. Yeah, they're not, Sexton champ, Tomac champ. Unfortunately, well, yeah, I like Lawrence, Jet Lawrence. She's Lawrence, fine, but Anderson, AC, Barsha. Yeah, but they're Wilson, not gonna get Luke, out of your way. Craig, no, Brandis, AP. I watched that race and I was just trying. And like Kenny I said, Roxon. Cooper. I like Justin. I like Jet Lawrence, but you I mean I surely he didn't expect him just to get out of the way. I in, in a mud race, I didn't see anything crazy that would have been. Anderson would have went faster if it wasn't muddy, but maybe that was all he had for that moment. I don't know. Why is there a fine delivered after the race because the two dudes argued and Grabbed touched each other? It wasn't even bad. Now, How who could said they, they were going to pay who's fine? I didn't. Jet, Jet said he would pay Jason's fine, yeah. but why is there a fine because some dudes were heated after a after a main? I, I, I mean, David Villeman slapped another man in Atlanta like hard, yeah. hard. Yeah, so. and they didn't even get. To, I mean, but that's because like, he's from France. They, they slap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did he do it with his glove? He yes, took, he took, yeah, it he off took his glove <laughs> off. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then he had a white glove, ran it down his fender. You'll back his dirty. Yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up, man. You guys have done great. It's been awesome. Yeah, well, hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we can just keep climbing because you got to want it. You got to want it. I want to be employee of the month, but somehow, you know, being early to nine Listen, months worth of shows. Don't that wasn't talking enough. Bad. We're teammates, but you can't do talking bad about me and block passing and. <laughs> Hold me up. We're teammates. Y'all are skiing teammates. We're teammates. Jeeping teammates. Yeah. Dirt bike teammates. Are you going to be, have you wake surfed or anything like that yet? Uh, Yeah. It's too cold right now. They'll be doing that too. Although he's a polar plunge maniac. I probably, he'd probably ski if I said, let's go. Right. I know it. Yeah. 
Let's He's so it. good, he ain't going to get wet. Nah. Just the ladies. Okay. I mean, at, at this place. I tried just, to get him to Polar Plunge yesterday. I pulled Nana, over next to some river with the Nana frozen river. waterfalls on the side of the river coming in. Frozen waterfalls. That's how cold it is. Do it. Let's just, Nick's like, let's just get in, man. This is when we do it. it. We'd have that heat on high all the way home, just be like shaking and stuff. Like, dude, I don't Can think I we should have done that. You. We would have had to cuddle up. <laughs> Nick's Screw like, it's that. a five-speed dog. I can't sit in your lap. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl all the He's way. Too I tall. can't see, man. You're too tall for that, Nick. If you were shorter, we totally would have polar plunged. Can I wear your underwear with you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, maybe Cooper Webb, hopefully. I think he's planning for 6.30 next Wednesday. So. Sounds nice. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say it'd be awesome if he wins. Oh, and he's already that? committed oh, to Oh, that'd us. be sweet. It's all because of us. Yeah. yeah. But if he has a bad, week, bad weekend, he's going to be like, dude, I'm not Y'all are the, the only people that wanted to talk to Jerks. me. Yeah. That's what it'll be. We'll see what happens. Enjoy the racing. Enjoy Jason Wygant. And that is it. Mike Boys, Anything else? Yep. That's it. We love you. We need you.